Hey everyone, welcome to the MTG Painful Truths Podcast. This is episode number 32. I'm your host, Britt Wagner. Joining me, as always, my good friend, Cole Kirkman. Cole, how are you doing? I'm doing great. You know, it's cold in Texas. You know, weird. I know, yeah. It's icy, and we were just talking about, like, like my girlfriend, she didn't go to work today because they were like, nope, don't go in, just uh, work from home, and tomorrow, same thing, uh, the office will be closed for her. Yeah, unfortunately, mine didn't get that till until tomorrow. Yeah, people can't drive, dude. I was out there on the road for a good while. Right. Yeah. It's it's about as like as a bad as weather gets in, in Texas. It's like icy, and then we're just like, nope, can't risk it. Just stay home. That's like northern folk. They, you know, we just can't can't we can't do it. And our drivers are so bad. Just in in dfw where if it's icy it's like you don't want to be out because um because children who have driver's licenses they don't know yeah unfortunate <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah old man yells at younger generation that's 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 me okay uh so colt we have a great episode it's our favorite it's the set uh i guess we call it set overview of the the impactful cards of the new set for X-T, yes all will be one so yeah, we're gonna go over the cards that we think are gonna be uh, interesting in Pioneer Modern, or have like some some chance to break through and, and be a player. Uh, and and I'm excited. We we always really like these these sets, and we can kind of dive into the the home or the shell of what this is, or if it could just slide right into existing deck. So, uh, Cole, are you ready to get started? I'm ready when you are. Okay, let's start with the. So we'll start alphabetically. We'll typically do, we just do Wooburg order, then we'll do gold, colorless, and land separately. Um, and we'll start with maybe like the the well the card that with the most printings maybe ever in as when it was initially released. Uh, Elish Nor Mother of Machines. Uh, this is five mana for a four seven vigilance legendary creature. Uh, if a per- if a permanent entered the battlefield calls a trigger ability of a permanent you control to trigger it triggers a- additional time permanents entering the battlefield don't cause ab- abilities of permanents your opponent's control to trigger i think i said the right but basically it's torpor orb for your opponent's permanents and uh panharmonicon for your own uh uh cards that enter enter the battlefield uh so i, I we had to talk we had to put this one on the list cole uh but I, I don't see an obvious home for this, but do you have any thoughts for this card so far? I mean, besides, like, the Saffron Olive Force kind of thing, you know, where it's, like, he's obviously going to play it somewhere. Like, I don't know. I mean, Commander's where its home is, I think. Right. Like, yeah. I don't really see, like, a modern deck with it, and I don't see, like, a Pioneer deck. I mean, Pioneer would probably be a better home for it because it's slower. Right. You know, you can afford to play a big 5-mana 4-7 that doubles your stuff up. I mean, was it Yarok, right? exist and hasn't really seen play in pioneer ever right yeah i was, I was thinking like maybe standard like or well, i mean she, she's 100 percent gonna see a home in standard more than likely but yeah or, or something like uh like i'm just imagining a pioneer deck with this maybe like spirited companion or well the big thing Raven's with her is that like, like that. a lot of removal of pioneer is like skyclave apparition and stuff and she stops that that's true yeah so, like, that's a big thing. And, like, with green, if you look at them, like, you know, Cavaliers and stuff. Sure, yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't know if it was like a value creatures that lead up to Elishnorm, like just good ETB effects that are like. Oh, probably. Value. Like, pro- honestly, thinking about it, she might just have a home in uh, the uh, enchantment deck that Nick plays. Oh yeah, yep, absolutely. Um, because you get double like um, uh, Titan Industry triggers. Double Atarka, yeah. Yeah, do- yeah, yeah. You just deal ten, ten damage spread out throughout the board. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Double deputy of detentions. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, I mean, it, it, like, I think that would be the best home for her because, like, you can play her as one of. Go find her when you need her. Sure. Then we have like Leyland Le- binding effects are just turned off by your opponent and your own. Actually, I double think up. That. Yeah, you just nab two things. Hmm. Import your portable hole. Same thing. Or the chain to the rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other. Oh. But yeah, it's kind of hard because it still is five mana. That's that's. Really well, yeah, but I mean, in that deck, do. you're not paying five. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. You're in, getting rid, in, of, in the you're getting rid deck, of the yeah. fires of invention to go get her. Right. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Cool. Uh, it's sixty dollars. Uh, so if you get these, I think you should just flip it right away. We were talking about this earlier. I did not think it was so bloody expensive out the gates. Um, but at, or as a type at the it's a hundred percent commander yeah I'm, I'm sure it, t- it usually is like i like there's no shot like shieldred made sense coming out the gate that she was 40 yeah because it was like oh you know this card has a lot of play everywhere but like yeah you're right okay uh next one this one i put up this one was a late edition uh the eternal wanderer this is the uh oh the planeswalker the planeswalker six man planeswalker uh, static of no more than one creature can attack the Eternal Wanderer each combat. Uh, so six mana with five loyalty. Uh, plus one exile up to one target artifact or creature. Return it. Return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of that player's next end step. So if you exile their creature, they get it gets returned on their end step. And you blink, if you exile your own, you, you gets comes back at the end step like a Yorian. Yeah, it's uh, zero. Is create a two-two uh, double strike, white samurai creature token. And it's minus four. And it starts at five loyalty, so you can do this right away. For each player, choose a creature that player controls. Each player sacrifices all creatures they control not chosen this way. Big so, cataclysm. Yep, yeah, exactly. So it's like out. You could keep your uh, your plant token. I'll keep my Ulamog. We sacrifice all the others, and that's that's the board state, and you, it's still six around it. Oh, you pick two. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, you pick you pick two. Um, so it's six manacle. I I, I, I was reluctant to put this, but the effects still seem like pretty good, even at six mana. So I thought I would go ahead and include it. But what are your sure, thoughts? Sure, I, I could see a home for her in Pioneer Control. Like, there's that Lotus Field deck running around right now, the Lotus Field Pioneer deck. That oh, generates sure. a fuck ton of mana, anyways. So like, she kind of fits there because like she procs herself in the sense that only one thing can come at her. Sure, yeah. And a two, and pairing her with the other one too, like a two-two double strike. That if you you know put a counter on it, it's a three-three double strike. Like that's a fast clock. You know, I was thinking, yeah, you bring up Lotus, and uh, there are a number of like the sweepers that they play because I you know I left Lotus Field and I kind of went back in and. Then I was like, oh, we have play Languish, or we have the uh, Supreme Verdict. I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. Um, but then, like, 
the, the you know the mana cost is really not that hard. This it is a sweeper for at six mana. Like you you can leave behind your like you keep your grazer also, and you can keep the worst creature left over. And well, then, I'm also like, talking about that Lotus Control deck. No, I, no right, right, right. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. I, I get that, but I'm just like you know we're playing sweepers at four mana. Like for this one can just pivot to be a win condition too. Oh, that's that's fair. I didn't think of it that way too. And right, then obviously, yeah. I, I think this card has a Holman standard. Like yeah, big yeah, big dumb Planeswalker wins the game. Right. Like she fits that role. Like I said, it's weird. Her proc is weird. Like you know when when you print Planeswalkers or when you look at Planeswalkers, you want them to have like a basic thing which is can it protect itself in a in a sense right her plus kind of does but like i mean obviously the protections the can't be attacked by more than one thing right so yeah i don't know i I think she's good yeah i think she's good too i'm just thinking like you know um you at at the end of this it'll be you'll have a creature and the opponent will have a creature so even if it's like you can still block and protect Eternal Wanderer, and then just start zeroing to make uh, these double strike tokens. At worst, and, and then on top of that, you can just remove their their card. I'm I'm kind of Cole. I'm coming around on this card a little bit. Yeah, I mean, people when she got spoiled were like six mana is a little steep. Which yeah, I, I I do agree. I mean, six mana, like the control decks now play Elspeth, the big Elspeth, the right. one, your son's champion. I mean, they've all they've. Like, if you want a six-mana walker that does something, that's, like, the best one. Because it's like, all right, the plus is what we just talked about, protect itself. Right. You know, making three one ones. The minus, uh, also, like, wraths the board. Yeah. But doesn't, it, it's pseudo-wrath. I don't know. I, I am interested to see yeah. what, what happens. Yeah, I'm, I, I think, like, in my, in my in my old Lotus Field deck, you know, that's kind of been in the closet for a little while, I might want to get a copy of this card just... It might. I think it might get there in that deck as like a cyborg one of two of it. That, but yeah, I, I, I'm liking this card as we keep talking about it. Yeah, it's, it's definitely growing on me. Yeah. Okay. So let's. Uh, we'll go. Like apparently, we'll get another commander card in white. Uh, Mondrak Glory Dominus two white white for a four four legendary creature Frexian Horror. Uh, if you make one or more tokens, you, you make twice twice as many tokens. And with the extra ability of one Frexian White, Frexian White, and sacrifice two other artifacts and or creatures, you may put an indestructible counter on Mondrak Glory Dominus. Um, so just basically you get uh, double tokens on, on the creature. Yeah, it's a Anointed Procession. Anointed Procession. I, yeah, I could think of the name, but yeah, Anointed Procession on a creature. Um, I don't think this has really any... Like, we haven't had like a dedicated token second Pioneer... Um, I I don't think we'll I don't think this will even uh, get us there anyway. But uh, what, what do you think, Cole? I I was trying to think if there was ever a dedicated like I'm wondering if uh that one standard deck that was around the revolt deck that like was it oh like I know stockpile or whatever yep yep create servos and stuff yeah like, like that yeah. was a standard deck but like I don't know if that. Like, because okay, so when Pioneer first started, you know, besides like people figuring out busted decks, it was like people built old standard decks, you know, right? Yeah, and I'm trying to remember if that was ever one that people were like, "This is either okay or not." I, I don't I, know. I, it, I don't think we ever like, got there with that. Even, no, like... I mean, most people like, I mean, even like rally and shit, like, wasn't ever like a good thing, right? Yeah, I don't know. Like to me, 
it's definitely a commander card, obviously. Yeah, like, absolutely. Effects like this, you read them, and you're like, oh, this is a big dumb commander thing. Like, like I, it could create, like, having a Noida Procession and this thing in Pioneer might make a token deck, because you do have, like, Starnheim complete. Um, or Star, Starnheim complete, whatever, Starnheim whatever, the shit-out angels. Oh, uh, okay, yeah. That has a whatever the Kaldheim mechanic was foretell. So, like, maybe... I mean, it, it does kind of proc itself in the sense of you can make it indestructible. I don't know. It, I, it's hard to read it. Because <laughs> it's <laughs> like, we've never had a strategy exist already in the format where you would want this. Right. So it's hard to be like, yeah, this will create its own deck. But maybe. Maybe people were just waiting for the second token doubler. Because we never had, like, Parallel Lives or Doubling Season. That's true. Uh, okay, uh, next one, Scrap's Hive. This is the one in white uh, enchantment. Uh, Sickly Blossom. Yeah. Uh, your upkeep, lose one life, create one one colorless Phyrexia my artifact creature token with Toxic 1, and this creature can't block. Uh, also, that's Corrupted, which means as long as, you're, as long as an opponent has three or more poison counters, creatures you control... With toxic half life link. Now that's a big part of that card. I I thought so. That too. is huge part yeah. of that card. Like people, when they were talking to me about sickly blossom, because that's what I call it. I hope people start calling it that. Uh, like bitter blossom. The big thing about bitter blossom was that it made one one flyers. You know, and that's an evasive creature that stone blocks everything and uh, creates a threat. And then we got the other Blossom effect in War of the Spark that never took off because it only made one guy. And it just made him bigger. The the Dreadhorde thing or whatever. Um, the cool part of this card is, like, you're, you're effectively putting your opponent at 10. Like, with... Like, the cool thing about Toxic is it's, like, poison in the sense that you deal combat damage still so like these are just one ones these are just one one idiots that can also put a counter on something um or on their opponent and then like when you give all your shit lifelink which isn't hard you just have to give three poison counters there's another card we'll talk about in the set that um that just does that (laughs) um like I, I'm pretty high on this card, honestly. I don't know about Pioneer. It's kind of hard because, like, Toxic's a new thing for Pioneer. We don't... We've never had a... Well, rephrase. We did have a guy from Kaldheim. I forget his name. That, like, did poison counters. Sure. It it, it has existed. The, the, yeah, but not the like a whole... Like, this whole set. There's, like, 45 cards or something that all have Toxic. Right, yeah. And there's some really good ones. So, like, you know, getting Toxic 3 isn't hard. And... I don't know, making one ones and then just saying, okay, you know, in this aggro matchup or whatever, now all my guys have lifelink. Right. So now, like, each idiot is replacing itself on the life bar. Yeah. It's like, alright, I'll make a one one lifelink here. Now, obviously, all the mites can't block, and that's true for everything that makes these mites. Right. That's that's a that's a downside for sure. Yeah. I mean, like the, the appeal, like I just said with Bitter Blossom, was that you made things that block everything. So like you have this oh shit axis. Like, you're like, okay, well, I don't want to die, so I'll make Yeah, I'll block a... the Tarmogoyf. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll worth make... the six damage, or six life gain, or whatever. Yeah. Avoiding six damage, or, I should say. Yeah, the six point swing. So, like, you know, giving up one life to save six of it is, like, really good. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I am very high on this card. Um, I think there is going to be a home for it somewhere. Like, if there's ever a toxic Pioneer deck, which I'm sure there's going to be. Like, there's a lot of support. Uh, the the big problem with toxic, this which is true, is that it's not infect. Yes. So that, you that don't took me a while to like to brain that was like. Well, the big know, thing is you don't get to be like, okay, I'll build a deck that's a critical mass of pump and protection spells so that I could just get you. Right. Well, this is like I can make a toxic dude a, a fucking forty forty. I mean, obviously that'll kill you on combat damage, but it won't like kill you poison wise. Right. So, like right. that. That's a big thing. Yeah. Like there are cards with higher toxic than one, which is relevant. Yeah. Like there's a big big one in green. We'll talk about. That oh, I think yeah. is really good, but um, I don't know. I, I think the card's good. Like you could even run it in like just white weenie decks, as yeah. like as like something that's like a clock, right? Because you're, like, you're doing combat damage and poison when this. Yeah, you're, you're hitting on two, which is the other difference with Infect. Is like right. Infect didn't deal life, you know, life draining damage. Yeah. Now the other thing with Infect too that people forget is that it put counters on creatures. That does kind of suck that Toxa doesn't do that. Right, yeah. Because the downside was like, alright, well, like, if you do block my 5-5 five, five Infect creature, now your creature gets negative 5, negative 5 counter, so even if you block it with, like, a 6-6, six, six, now it's just a 1-1 one, one forever. Right, yeah. So. But we, we were never going to get Infect back anyway, so. No, I mean, yeah, this this is as close as we're getting. So yeah. Like, okay, yeah, I, I think this card's great. I, I, I'm looking forward to the home that this this uh, this falls in. Yeah, like I said, I'm sure there's gonna be like either white weenie or like maybe some like mid rangey toxic deck. I'm sure it's gonna have a home in standard. I'd be yeah. surprised if it did. Yeah. So let's talk about the next card, uh, Squevlev Defector Might. This will go in that same deck, most likely. Uh, this so card is gonna go in a lot of decks. Really? Okay. Yes, this card is very good. Uh, so it's white for one one legendary Phyrexia Might. So it is legendary. Uh, toxic one can't block. That's pretty common. And then you can pay Phyrexian. Uh, white, oh, sorry, white for excellence, so white mana or pay two life. Tap, choose a color. Another target creature you control gains toxic one and hexproof from that color until end of uh, turn. It can't be blocked by creatures of, of that color this turn. So not really protection. Uh, well, it, it's it's like protection without calling it protection, I guess. Uh, but yeah, basically, I mean, it's, it's, it's like... I kind of got rid of that keyword. Yeah, it's like the giver. Uh, t- it's basically the giver text where it's like, alright, I will lightning bolt this thing and then... S- uh, Scrabble will say you could do the the thing of like ah oh, protect it or whatever, which is a big deal. Um, we yeah we, that card is a mainstay or it's like a high impact modern card, and this is probably as close as we're gonna get. But but yeah, you, you like this card? I mean, it's 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 mother of runes in all the sense, and you don't have to have like it. It's really good <laughs> for the <laughs> like the big thing about it is like. In in high impact decks, like it is just mother of runes, right? Yeah, it basically that is. also just gives something toxic one and heck, yeah. like, which doesn't really matter. I mean, it might, who knows? But like, that's just like, uh, it, I mean, it's literally the pioneer mother of runes. So like, it, it is the best we're gonna get for it. Oh, it's very passable. Like it, even like even though it's like it's not mother of runes, but it, it kind of you know. It's well, I mean, we, we got stepmom and MH one, right? Or MH, which was which was MH one. Yeah, it was MH1, yeah. Yeah, we got we got Stepmom in MH1, so, like, this is, like, fucking mother-in-law, I guess. I don't know <laughs> who this is on the chain, but, you know, like, it, it is the closest we're going to get to a mom effect, like, because you, you are having the downside of, like, 
you have to pay mana for it. Right. And if do, that mana is life, that is relevant. So yeah. Do Do you think this actually goes in this uh, in the toxic deck like this? Like which would be a white white deck? Do you, like it would definitely run a set of this card as well. I mean, it it is a might essentially. And I mean, I'm sure, like, like, like I was talking about earlier, the difference with Toxic and Infect is that Infect was a high, like, you were high impact on pump spells. Like, that's what you wanted to do. Yeah, right. Like, you were like, I want to pump this thing and proc it, which this card would be great for it. But, like, Toxic, you, you want to go wide over yeah. tall. So, like, this card is good because it has Toxic, but, like, it's not good in the sense that, like, of a go wide strategy. Yeah. Because you can have, like, well, and like I said, it is different because there are things with higher toxic, so that does matter. Yeah. But, like, for the most part, most things in the set have toxic one. A um, lot of them do, yeah. Yeah, so, it, like like I said, you want to go wide, then tall in toxic, for the most part, it looks like. And, yeah. obviously, a mom effect doesn't really go wide. It goes tall. Right, yeah. But, I mean, it it is literally just a bite. So, I mean, it, it kind of just fits that role anyways. Like, yeah. if you're wanting to go wide, like, it's just a free card. Right. Even if you're not going to use it for the, the proc effect, it's, it's just a 1-1 idiot that turns sideways. Right. Yeah. Sucks that it's legendary might and couldn't block, but... Yeah. Right, yeah. I think it'd learn. <laughs> okay. Um, and the... Yeah, it looks like the last one I have is White Sun's Twilight. I love uh, this card. Yeah, so X, white, white, you gain X life, create X, one, one, colorless, Phyrexian Might, artifact creature tokens with toxic one, and this creature can't block. If X is five or more, destroy all other creatures. So for seven mana, seven plus, seven or more mana, you create five mites and, or that many mites, and destroy all their creatures. Very good card for control. Like, yeah. you get a big dumb sweeper. That And I mean, I'm not saying you have to play this as like a fucking four of or anything, but... Like, you can play this as, like, a finisher. Just, like, big dumb sweeper that makes a bunch of guys that just put your opponent to 10 life, essentially. Right. Yeah, that's true. Just, like, a yeah, great control. Like, basically, it's a finisher and a stabilizer. Yeah. All-in-one card. Cost It'll cost, like, 7 mana, but still. Well, I mean, when you're at that point in the game anyways, you're probably trying to unload, like, 10 into it. Right. But it's, it is a single card to actually, like stop the threat deal like deal with everything and then now i have my board of potential win cons like four one like or five or more one one ones that um you know basically they attack for two because of the toxic yeah you just gotta you just gotta count to ten there so standard yeah. i think definitely it'll fit somewhere uh pioneer's a little weird because you know we we have really good sweepers in pioneer and yeah. like supreme verdict and it's hard to and like farewell is a very good sweeper right but, like I said earlier, we have that Lotus Field control deck that runs around I, and generates I was a fuck ton I, of mana, so, like... I was just thinking of that card, exa- of that deck exactly, where it's like, alright, I have, like, ten mana, alright, I'll go ahead, win the game next turn, or something. Yeah, I mean, it, it does, it, it puts a checkmate position, like, easily. You're, like, in that deck, like, our buddy Jacob played an RCQ, he got his invite, but he played that deck, and there were just turns that he had, like, fucking, like, 14 mana, like, very early, and just wasn't doing anything. Yeah. He's like, untap, lands with Teferi, and it's like, well, I mean, imagine if you had, like, a sweeper like this. Like, you're just like, all right, we're at the board. I win. I think it's just something now to think about this. Like, it, I think it's very similar to the Eternal Wanderer. Like, because that's also, like, a pseudo-sweeper and just can turn into a win-con, too. Like, the win-con is, like, less obvious there. The big thing about the Wanderer is it's a repeatable sweeper. Like, if you just keep up ticking it. Yeah. 
So like, and the two two double strikers are no joke. Like I said, if you pair it with the other wonder, like, like there's a lot of games in control that like you basically just get like a wandering emperor out, and you're just like up tick down tick up tick down tick. Right. So like, imagine pairing them together, and you're like, all right, I'll make it a four four double striker. I'll make it a five five double striker. Like, figure it out. Yeah, I, I, but kind of my point is like white now, like white control, like blue white control or whatever. Um, they they just got these two cards, like the the Eternal Wonder and White Sun's Twilight. Like which like if you had to only pick one, because you can't just like play four of each of these cards or whatever. Yeah, obviously not. Yeah. No, but which one like which one seems better? Like, I mean, for control, you want the Wandering Emperor card or the Eternal Wanderer. Yeah, because it's repeatable. Okay. Like this is a one and done, and the other right. card like is a sweeper and makes constant two twos. Sure, yeah. And then, like, was it Flicker a creature? Was it Flicker anything? It's an uh, artifact or creature. Yeah, okay, so, like, it, it has other text. Yeah, that's true. And it costs, like, ba- like you wouldn't want to just, like, pay four mana to create two mites and grain two. Like, that's, that's you know, we could dream a little. Like, we, we definitely want the sweeper effect or whatever. Yeah, you're not trying to use this fairly. Yeah, we're not gonna, yeah, yeah. Basically, X is, read X is five or greater. <laughs> Yeah, most of the time. Like, I mean, in standard, there might be, like, a might aggro deck. Yeah. That, like, or, like, the, you know, toxic aggro deck. So, like, fucking dump a three into this to make three mites is what they want to do. And then it's like, oh, I have, like, an oh shit button in the back. Sure, yeah. It's like, okay, they're, like, bigger than me. Yeah. Let's just rat the board and make, like, six mites. Yeah. So. Or maybe with the the, t- the token duplicator, Mondrak. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, there you go. Well, I mean, it's going to die. In low, no, unless well, you, you, if you go, go like lower. X equals three or four, like you go yeah, low or something yeah, yeah. like that. Because, right. Well, I guess, no, actually not true, because you can put an indestructible on it. Oh, yeah. yeah there we go. It's, it's coming together, Cole. We're figuring, <laughs> we're building a standard deck while we go, <laughs> go along. <laughs> right. Uh, so that's all I got for why. Uh, did, did, is there anything that, that you liked that I didn't talk about? I, I will say there's a lot of commons and uncommons that are like toxic guys with like double strike and shit. I will say that, but. Not yeah. There's not. There's not anything else. Like, it's like if we were talking about brewing into the toxic deck. Like, well, I bet like they they love giving like toxic like a keyword with it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like a guy that's like a two mana two two that has first strike on your turn. There's another guy that's like a three oh, yeah, mana yeah. two two with one. double strike. Like, yeah. There's, oh, there, there's tools around. Yeah, around like if you're looking to build toxic, there's a lot. So, but all right, all let's right. go to blue. Okay. Yeah. So we're gonna go to. So that was the white twilight. That's part of a cycle, and we're gonna go right to the blue one, blue sense twilight. Uh, blue blue X. Uh, gain control of target creature with mana value X or less. If X is five or more, create a token that's a copy of that creature. This was an early preview. Yeah, that was one of the first ones. Right. Um. So I don't know. Like I th- I thought like all right, steal this thing and make a copy of it. If you you know, it's basically there's you know, a, a pipe dream of seven mana to. Well, there's a card from Akoria that does the same thing. Um, or no, it makes a clone and you fight. It's uh the oh the teamer card. I don't remember what it's called, but okay. yeah, if you pay like teamer into it in addition to its cost. Oh yeah, yeah. Or like okay, teamer's a part of the cost. It, it does. It makes a guy. It'll make a token and then you fight. Okay. Um. The weird thing about this card is like. Because it's gain control something extra less, it's like you're obviously gonna pay high on it. So like, I think this card out of all the cards is more than likely always gonna 
go the five or more. Sure. Like, right. I mean, you're not, you can't steal a four drop unless you pay four. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you, like the higher you go up, like you're going to hit it versus like the yeah. white side. You'd be like, oh, fuck it. Make two dudes. <laughs> I don't know. I think the sure. card's okay. I don't, I don't think it's backbreaking. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's that good. I mean, I was kind of thinking of like we these cards I've seen in like uh, in niche scenarios. Well, we had Boston. a what's that Ixalan card? Was it not? I, I, not that's River what Hydra I was thinking. Of. Entrancing Melody. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like that. This was yeah. This one's better because basically that card was you steal a Death Shadow after it whacks you once or something, and then you or take Goyf it. Or or something. Yeah. Or yeah, or Goyf. Yeah. Back like, in the day. Yeah, back when we used to do that. <laughs> Uh, before rotation yeah but yeah that's all that yeah uh yeah i don't think that card's too exciting i don't i don't think they'll really it'll quite make it but it's kind it's, it's kind of cool it's cute yeah um this one uh, okay so we're gonna have to dream a little bit for this one eager moon gauntlet this is a two and a blue artifact uh planeswalkers do we have, have to dream for this one <laughs> uh, uh, well okay so you'll yeah so the card is uh <laughs> planeswalkers you control have zero proliferate and minus 12, take an extra turn after this one. And when you cast a non-creature spell, choose a counter on target permanent. Put an additional counter on that kind of permanent. So, like, this is a, obviously a Planeswalker synergy. So if you have a Planeswalker and you cast a Planeswalker, which will enter with a, uh, a loyalty counter, you put an additional loyalty counter on that. Is it, am I, no, right? it's just when you cast an odd creature spell, you just pick something and then double up that counter. So, like, if your opponent has a oh. toxic counter, you they get another one. If your opponent, okay, okay. Yeah. So if I if I cast a planeswalker, this trigger, or if I cast an opt, basically it proliferates. Yes, yeah, you proliferate something, or you add a counter on a thing. Well, yeah, because they can't say proliferate because proliferate has multiple targets. You you well, can target a bunch of shit with proliferate. If it said proliferate on non-creature spell, that would be insane on this card. It literally would be the zero, <laughs> but you <laughs> right. could storm. Right. Okay. So you're liking this card? Uh, yes. So I mean, it it's a super friends card, but like having Narset yes. have a plus, like three mana Narset from War of the Spark, have a plus on it now is like yeah. just seems really good. You get a third cap card out of it. Yeah. Or I mean, it just does it. It you can keep going. Like you get to keep it around for as long as you want. And then like in addition to like any other planeswalkers, you're playing with it. Right. Um, and then having like you could have the Ashok that mills a player now have zero plus one kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, the big thing too is like you know when we talked about the Wandering Emperor, like sometimes the plus put a counter on something isn't that good. So like yeah. now you could have because, I mean like you could have your empty board, so now you can have her zero plus the other team in herself. Right. Yeah. So like and and you know in those games, the Wandering Emperor, like we talked about for Pioneer, like they have like more than one token with counters on it. So like now she has zero plus the team. Like like yeah, you lose the first strike part of it, but like if you're just putting a counter on the whole team now, in addition to like Teferi. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I the the card's good, and then it has the other text of like, you know, when we talk about planeswalkers and high loyalty, like you have some planeswalkers at plus two. So like yeah. like Ugin goes from seven to eight or seven to nine in one go. So like now he can go to ten, put him next turn to twelve. Or, I mean, that yeah. actually that just puts them to ult range. Like, it, Yeah, if you have, like, two other Planeswalkers, like, you land Ugin, and then you just proliferate, proliferate, or maybe, like, what, seven, three proliferates, and then you can ultimate Ugin and just, like, put put your deck into play. 
Yeah, like, it, it's just a good Super Friends card, and in, in addition to, like, you know, control when you go, like, cast Supreme Verdict, alright, I'll put another counter on Teferi, get him close to ult range. Sure, yeah. Like, it, it just does a lot. I'm sure Control's not gonna play it, but it, like, there could be easily a Fire Super Friends deck that just, like, plays a bunch of Planeswalkers that have a bunch of different text on them, and then, like, now the ones that don't have good pluses now have a good plus. Sure. And then, like, uh, Karn, it's artifact, so Karn minus can fetch us from the board, yeah. too. I think it has a lot of text, so I, I, I don't think it's bad. It's definitely not, like, no, I, don't I don't think, think it's, it's I don't think yeah. it's busted. Like, I don't read it as, like, oh my god, like, I definitely don't see it in Modern. Which, which, no, maybe, sure. maybe it could, I don't know, because we have a lot of Planeswalkers in Modern. But, like, like, in Pioneer, it just... There's there's a lot of planeswalkers that have good other abilities, but like their plus or their minus is just dog shit. So like now you can just have it be like, all right, now you're just honorary like pluses plus the team. So the original fires deck that I remember, this was early Pioneer, but when I was playing Soul Artifact, was like Fire Super Friends. Yeah, so you just like played fires, played a planeswalker, and then you had the Fave Wishes as a tutor for more planeswalkers. Like you could easily just just jam this into the sideboard too and then wish for it and um and that kind of shell which i i think that shell was super fun where you just like do all these game actions and just like take over the game with your planeswalkers but um yeah it, it definitely in that theoretical deck it would be there but yeah this, this card is, is is super strong yeah it like i said and, and even if like if at worst it's just you know Play a non-creature spell plus a planeswalker. Right, that's true. Cool. Uh, so speaking of planeswalkers, you have Jace, the Perfected Mine. Uh, this one, Cole. I know you're you're going to be searching for copies of this card. Uh, so it's two blue and a Phyrexian blue for a five loyalty planeswalker, and just like other completed planeswalkers, if you play, pay two life instead of that. Extra blue mana comes with two less loyalty, so it'll be three or five loyalty. Uh, plus one uh, on your next turn, up to one target creature gets plus or minus three, minus zero, minus two. Uh, target player mills three cards. Then, if a graveyard has twenty or more cards in it, you draw three cards. Otherwise, you draw one and minus X. Target player mills three times X cards. Uh, so. I was talking to, uh, so on Friday, I was talking to some of my friends about this card, like, in a dedicated mill strategy, actually in Modern, um, and they said they didn't think the card was good in the deck, but um, I don't know if we'll talk about, like, this card in that context, but Cole, do, what, what are your thoughts on this card? Is this card good? No. <laughs> but, <laughs> like, I like it. Like, even for just shiggles, it's cool, but, like, it... It does it does what Jace wants to do, which is plus protect itself from like a guy. Yeah. Because minus three minus oh is not irrelevant. And then like if you are in a yeah. dedicated mill shell, like for Pioneer, we don't have Visions of Beyond, which is like a key card in, in uh modern for Mill. Right. Yeah. And his minus is literally that. So like having that now with you helps a lot. Cause like Mill and Pioneer yeah. just runs out of gas. Like you're like, oh shit, I'm out of cards, fuck, can't do anything. Right. I really needed like three cards to finish this because we don't have archive trap and shit. Yeah. So you know maybe there and then I mean the minus like if you put them in as four it's mi it's mill fifteen cards. 
Yeah, three it, times five or fifteen. Yeah, if he just like fully cashes ass in, so like I think he's good for that. Yeah. But like he's definitely not the Jace that people want. Yeah, like people have gotten really spoiled with Jace. Well, actually, I guess I can't say that because we've had a lot of weird Jaces. Lately. We've had some bad Jaces too. <laughs> well, yeah, because it, like Jace is the one Planeswalker that they don't really give a straight identity to in blue. Right. Like, I like we had the castaway Jace that made clones and then. Same that thing. was so weird. That, well, that, to me, it, that was like it was when the they same started... thing with the uh, Zendikar, with the yeah. kicker make a guy or a clone. So like it, like they, I don't know. They, like Jace has always had mill things in the past. Yeah, and then they got rid of that, and then now it's like okay, you know. And then they went to like draw a card Jace, which people really liked, and yeah. then they went to clone Jace, and then now they're kind of back to mill Jace, and it's like where where are we at? <laughs> like, and I don't mind because like. You know, when you think of Planeswalkers that we've seen multiple times, they all usually have, like, an identity. Like, Gideon's always going to have a, you know, make himself a guy. Right. Um, you know, I don't know. He's definitely been the one that's had that scene that's been in multiple dress-ups lately. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Which I don't mind. Like, I'm never, like, super against that. I'm not like, oh, man, I can't believe Jace is different this time. Like, I think it's cool. But I definitely see that, like, if you're a Jace fan and you like Jace that draws cards, like the one from Shadows and shit, like, you know, then you're a little upset. You're like, well, what the fuck is this? (laughs) So I I can get it, but I I think he's okay. Like, I don't like I guess technically he draws a card, but he's not in the sense of like his plus draws a card. But, you know, like, I think he's okay. Like, I don't think he's as bad as people have said he is. Like, I know when he got spoiled, people were like, this card fucking sucks. And I will say, I think out of the completed walkers, he's the worst one. But they're all so good that it's like, if bad is a five, but great is a seven, then it's like, that's where he's at. Yeah. (laughs) You know. I don't know. I I don't think he's that bad. Like, if at worst he's three mana mill nine, like, then that's that's what he is. Yeah. Even like three mana, like putting that, you know. If you land this on three, the, your opponent has like this huge creature, and you're all right, plus one to kind of you know minus three minus one. That that's a huge uh, hell. He could even be like bu- three debuff. mana mill six gain five, right? Like if they have a five, like this, he's a planeswalker. Your opponent doesn't want to leave around. Yeah, like like he he's one that's like he's annoying in the sense that like like some planeswalkers you'd be like, I right, fuck it, I don't need to touch it. Like I don't care about yeah. it. But right. it's like. He's annoying enough that you're like, okay, even if they like mill six and then just leave him there, it's like, well, I I, I kind of have to kill it. Yeah. Like, I can't just leave him around because then like eventually his minus X will like really get me or yeah. his plus like you were just about to say is like really annoying. Yeah. It's like I have a three three that needs to turn sideways. Well, now it's a oh three. I need to break through it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I have to kill it. So, I mean, if he's like if you're against green, it's like game four life. Yeah. On a mill six. Like, I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. There have been worse yeah. cards. Yeah. There have been worse, worse uh, Jaces. Uh, he's no living guild pack, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, uh, next card, Mind Splice Apparatus. Uh, three to blue for an artifact with Flash. At the beginning of your upkeep, put an oil counter on Mind Splice Apparatus. And since sorcery spells you cast cost one generic mana less, less to cast for each oil counter on Mind Splice Apparatus. Uh, so I guess the idea here is on four mana. If you you know you're, I think you're in a cancel deck in some capacity, or like a counters deck or whatever, or like or, a blue flash deck no, kind of thing. You know, yeah, or, or a flash deck, I should say. Um, and then your spells get cheaper. Yeah, as as you kind of keep throwing all counters on the, on this thing. The fact that it keeps cheaper. doing it is very relevant. 
Right. It would be yeah. a lot worse if it's like comes in with one and then that's it. Right. Yeah. Just like a regular brawl or whatever, where it's yeah. like, yeah, and it's hard to hard to remove it. Um, I don't know. I thought this card was cool. Um, I, I I'm thinking of this card with like these absurdly expensive spells, like like dig through time without graveyard assistance or whatever. Oh, um, sure, sure, sure. There's other cards. Um, I don't, I, it, magma the, opus. Magma opus. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, the second one's not very good though. I feel like once you have the first one, you don't want any more. Um, yeah, I mean, like how how good are you know reducing effects? You know, kind of thing. Yeah, like. There are some big dumb blue X spells, like uh, Pull from Tomorrow from Ixalan or whatever, oh, or Amaket, right, yeah. the like draw discard one. Yeah, but it's like how many like reducers does that card really need to be good? Right. Yeah. You know, like if this thing has three oil counters, you can draw the next one. It's like, oh well, did I really need it? <laughs> but I think the card's yeah, cool. Of- yeah, I think it's cool, but I, I don't quite see the home, but I thought it was cool enough where I wanted to bring it up. Uh, but I, I guess I'm ready to move on. Uh, this is the most controversial card of the of the set, I would say, pretty easily. It's Minor Misstep. Blue, for an instant, counter-target spell with mana value 1 or less. So it's Mental Misstep, except it doesn't have Phyrexian. And I think Mental Misstep can only counter 1 drops. Yeah, yeah. So, I was thinking a lot about this card, and it, it, so I think this this is a modern card for sure. Oh yeah, I, I don't, don't th- I don't yeah. really see the. I mean, and I could be wrong for Pioneer. There are a lot of one drops, but like it just loses flavor so damn fast. Right. What what sucks is like you don't play against draw. white with this card, and you're like, oh shit. Actually, yeah. even against white now, thinking about it, actually, no, this card's not good. Because, like, yeah, like you just said, if you're on the draw and they play their one drop, it's like, well, what other one drop are you really going to get? That yeah. that matters. Like, what, the Brave the Elements? It's like, then Spell Pierce is just better. Yeah. Um, so, so, so like, if you're on the play, you you, you get Ragavan with this card. You get, uh, I guess, like, Amulet of Vigor. You get Darcy. You get a Dork. Uh, you get a Dork. You get any discard spell. Um, the Grief flashback thing if they don't take it. <laughs> right. The, yeah, the Grief is forced to take this card. Um and but I guess like notably it counters living in counters uh crashing football. That's where people are. Like, that's where people I've seen put it more is like this counters cascade. Yeah, but it to me it's like when we're talking about cascade decks, flush storm is just still way better because it's like three pieces of a cardboard that uh like you can't just force like force of negation stops this. It's it's so hard to get through a fluster storm. Like you have to. Well, Flusterstorm also has text against other things that go on, versus this thing is very linear. Right. Like we had, we we talked about Wash Away. Uh, that was the cleave. Uh, it was canceled, but it was also uh, a c- blue counter target spell if it was cast from not the player's hand. So it was the same thing. Um, but that one never really made it, even with the extra text, like the floor of being canceled, like. Because we had like Archmage's Charm too, which is canceled with two other modes, um, and like this seems too like to me just like barely too near. Like it's not good enough to be a sideboard card. Like you don't like you'd play Flusterstorm in a sideboard slot, but in main deck you could argue for it. But I just I almost I don't know. I was gonna say like I wish there was like if it was turn one you can 
pay, like it zero cost zero mana, but that might that would probably be too good. Oh yeah. But um, I yeah, I think ultimately I I don't think this card is main deckable in modern. I definitely think and Legacy it, will probably see it. Really? Like okay. there have been Legacy players that talked about it because like it, it Legacy is a force meta, but like this is just one counter like reanimate or. Uh, not Ragavan, but like De- like uh, Delvers and shit, Darcy's. Like, I don't know. I've seen Legacy players talk about it. I haven't seen them like up in arms about it, but I- I've seen some <laughs> people like be like, yeah, you know what? This card could see play. Yeah. I mean, Vintage probably would be the format for it because, you know, but you already have Mental Misstep. And I think it's restricted sure. anyways in Vintage. Okay. But yeah, that definitely had to bring this one up. I, I think it's just just barely not good enough personally yeah um, I, don't, I don't know i i yeah, uh, yeah i agree and, and this th- it's one that i could also just be, be well yeah we, we could be wrong about too. it i mean it, it could take off in modern like i don't know like i i don't like it but <laughs> okay okay uh that's it for blue um was there anything that you saw? Oh, we had to this? talk about the card I was going to talk about earlier. Uh, oh, yeah, go for it. Uh, I remember the name of it. I know it's a common. What do you got? No, oh, there it is. All right, so Prologue to Phyresis. Or Prologue to Phyresis. So it's each opponent gets a poison counter, draw a card, a two-minute instant. Blue and one. Okay, I... I, I I haven't been theorizing around poison or infect in decks. Well, I mean, just but... even in standard and pioneer, like this is just a this is just a cantrip that just gives your opponent a counter. And there's a lot of shit like we talked about that just has proliferated as additional text on it. Yeah. Okay. So like having this with like there's like a two mana draw proliferate one like it 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 adds a clock. If you're in a proliferate deck, like, you know, with the Planeswalker. And then think about, you know, the artifact we just talked about. Like, now, if you do this and then have that artifact, now you're just giving a counter to your opponent in addition to plusing your Planeswalkers. Sure, yeah. And that's that's a clock. Yeah. And that's a clock that's, like, doesn't have to turn sideways. Yeah, and it, and it replaces itself very cheaply, too. Yeah, I mean, like I said, at worst, it's literally draw a card. So, that definitely is going to be a card that we'll see play somewhere. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, anything else? No, that, that's it. Okay, we're gonna go with the card I thought I was su- super hyped about: Black Sun's Twilight. X in black. Up to one target creature gets minus X minus X until end of turn. If X is five or more, return a creature card with mana value X or less from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped, and it's an instant. So, I don't know. Maybe Colt. I could just be like. In my little Timmy head, just like, oh, this card kills something and reanimate something. It's like sign me up. But if maybe... it wasn't an instant, I think it'd be a lot worse. No, for sure. If it was a sorcery, it wouldn't be on the list at all. I don't think it's definitely one of the cards I've looked at. But like, I just don't have a place to put it. it right, like it, it reads good card. Yeah, like for six, it's six mana removal and reanimate a. Five drop, which is like that. That is like a two for one on a card. Yeah. So like it, it's just you, you can't read it and be like, oh, this card sucks. No, right. Like if that worst thing, it's give minus four minus four something at instant speed, then then that's what it is. 
I think it, and then reanimate Noxious Gear Hulk for seven mana, and then kill another thing, gain life. I mean, like reanimate Shieldred that died. Like, I mean, that's yeah, okay. I know I mean, that's that's, that's, less, that's less cool, but <laughs> yeah, but you're probably right. Yeah, but yeah, I I I don't see an obvious home, but just the card, just reading out loud, just like yeah, this the potential is is there to me. Okay, uh, next card. Um, Okay, this one we have to dream a little bit, Cole. So just bear with me. Oh, Christ. Karumonix, the Rat King. Oh, the commander card? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So one black black for a 3-3 legendary Phyrexia mat, uh, rat with toxic one. Other rats you control have toxic one. Yeah, there's the there's your there's your deck. Grab your rats. When Karumonix enters the battlefield, look at the top five cards of your library. You may reel any number of rat cards from among them and put them in your hand. And the rest go on the bottom. I don't know. I was thinking uh, the the old uh, was it just pack rat? It's like and then well, with you, this? I mean, there's like pack okay. rat, but we also have like was it like relentless rats and shit? That's like you can oh, play yeah. as many number of these motherfuckers in your deck, like <laughs> right. So I mean, there's definitely a home for this guy. <laughs> like I did see a lot of people blow up on Twitter about like finally we have like a really cool rat commander. Like there have been a couple other ones, but like with like the relentless rat strategy. Because all the relentless side to like give all other rats plus one plus one or some shit. So it's like, oh yeah. So it's like now you have like double lords, kind of thing. Where right. like now your relentless sides only have to deal ten damage. Right. I don't know. I like the card. I definitely agree. I have to dream a little bit about it. But... Yeah, yeah. You definitely have to dream for this one. Okay. Uh, let's go ahead and move on. Um. Alright, so Cole, next card is uh, Phyrexian Arena. We finally we got this card. Uh, one black black. At the beginning of your upkeep, you draw a card and lose one life as an enchantment. Very good for the people wanting to play um, Mono Black Devotion and Pyo. Right, yeah. Like, really they really needed advantage. card advantage that adds to Devotion, and like this literally does that. Yeah. Uh yeah, and any other home like I don't think like would you think like Black Red would want something like this? Just more maybe in the board grind? if they're trying to grind yeah. out. But like I don't know, like it definitely was like the card that like made Mono Black Devotion like better. Like that was yeah, that was the home that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think Black I I don't I'm not I'm not the Gen guy or Black Red guy, but I feel like they don't need more grind. I think like I don't think this is something that they just immediately are like yes, finally. I mean, maybe it depends on the like if control is really good, then they'll want it. Yeah, that's true. So I mean, it's it's probably a format or a yeah format card. Like if the format yeah. is controlled, then they'll be like, oh, well, then I want this. Yep. Okay. Uh, next card I have is Phyrexian Obliterator. So this is black, 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 black for a five five with trample, and uh, this is a reprint. You probably know what this does, but if you don't, Arena was also a reprint, by the way. <laughs> Phyrexian, Arena, yeah, that was a, a a reprint as well. Thank you, Cole. Uh, Obliterator. Phyrexian Obliterator, I can't speak. Uh, whenever a source deals damage to Phyrexian Obliterator, that source's controller sacrifices that many permanents. Uh, Cole, do you see this one? Uh, I, I, I was a little low on this one, but what, what are your thoughts on this guy? Um, I know I was wrong about Gix, but <laughs> the, the black aggro deck could want it in Pioneer, like if that ever comes back. Because, I mean, it, it's just, it's a house on a guy. Like with bottle black devotion. Oh, like, they want it. I mean, it adds four black pips or five. Right. Is it four or five? It's four. Yeah, that's four black five. pips to nick those. Hell yeah, they want it. <laughs> but yeah, like for the black aggro deck, like it, it's just so annoying. Like right. this card fucking sucks. <laughs> like you don't want to block <laughs> it. 
Or if you block it, you have to kill it. And if you're killing it, it's five permanents gone. Yeah. Like, it just sucks to go against. It's just one of those yeah. cards that, like, it's like, fuck this card. I don't want to sit across it kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously, against white, it loses all of its, you know, oomph to it. Sure. But. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's just really annoying. It is in yeah. Fatal Push range, which is a big deal. Right. That's, that's, that's like, the best answer is, like, Fatal Push or Sweeper or, like, Destroy Target Creature yeah. cards, I guess. Yeah. You don't want a Lava Axis. No. No, you don't want a Lightning <laughs> Axis. Or Lightning Axis, yeah. Yeah, that's five fucking permanents gone. Yeah. Yeah, against Phoenix, yeah. this thing is uh, take five a turn. <laughs> right. Okay, next is Shieldred's Edict. Uh, one in a black instant. Uh, choose one. Tar- each opponent sacrifices a non-token creature. Each opponent sacrifices a creature token. Or each opponent sacrifices a Planeswalker. Very good card. I think this card is really good. Um, because it's just a two-minute answer to uh, like two-minute answer to Planeswalker at instant speed, which I don't that may have existed, but not in a card as good as this, where it could also just like you know it's a dual mode, so it's like all right, kill your creature effectively. Like even though Pioneer is a creature format, it's pretty easy to just um, and that deck to just have a card like this to just kill the creature you want to kill anyway yeah um on top of just like being good being a good card against control because like sometimes fatal push card while being a a great card can just be a dead card in certain matchups this one i don't think it will be ever be dead no it, it has text on it yeah yeah this card's really good i think uh at uncommon you should definitely want to find a place out of this just in case yes Okay, yeah. That's a quick, but a really good card. Okay, uh, this is the last black card I have my, on my list. It's Vraska Betrayal Sting. Four black and Phyrexian black. Uh, for six starting loyalty, or four if you pay Phyrexian. Uh, it's zero ability draw card and lose one life and then proliferate. Uh, minus two. Target creature becomes a treasure artifact. Uh, so just like uh, you expect tap, sacrifice to add a mana. So removal. Uh, minus nine. Uh, t- if target player has fewer than nine poison counters, they get a number. Blah blah blah. They get nine poison. I don't. I don't know why I read that out. Yeah, just it's, rack them up to nine. Yeah, whatever they're at, it's now nine with this ultimate ability. Um, Cole, this reads like a planeswalker that you love. It, Good old Obnixless <laughs> reignited. Yeah. Um, the big thing here, which I'm going to add okay. real quick. Yep, that minus right. does not put the card in the graveyard until they sack it. Okay, so so like, that's relevant for like Croxa. Okay, like if if they want the treasure, they lose out. Like so, the big thing is like okay, so like uh, what's the Veraska, the pirate, the the conquistador? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, you blew something up and got treasure. So like that, you could put Croxa in the yard. They still get the treasure. The big thing yeah. with this is like. Cross is kind of a bad example because they can sack it, get the treasure, anyways. But like, uh, <laughs> like there's like shield. Well, well, right. shield too. Like, there's just cards that like if if it's a recursion deck, like with Kolagon's command, they have to cash in the treasure at some point to put the thing in the yard. Right. Um. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I I like the minus. It's good removal. Really, the big thing is the plus, the zero. But it's a plus because like I talked about earlier, we had that cantrip. 
that I talked about, which was two mana draw a card, give your opponent a poison counter. Right. Yeah. Now her plus is give them another poison counter, draw a card, and lose a life. True. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I like her. That's the star of the win con. Yeah. Any planeswalker that draws a card is usually big on my list, and like she she's just good. And the ult does win the game because like you you ult her, and then as long as she's still around, or you have another one, you're gonna win. Yeah, you could just have that blue cantrip, and then you just that's a poison number ten, or anything, literally any text proliferate. Like right, yeah, yeah. She's she's good. I like her a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I I'm a, I guess I'm like a little lower on this. Um, I definitely think could... out of completed walkers, it's it, she's tied for first with another one. Okay, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. Um. Cole, that's all I got for black. Uh, is there any any card that you think I missed? No, I, I, I think that anything. I think that's it. Okay, uh, let's go to red. I only have a few red cards, but the first one it, we were fans of. It's three red, red, red. It, or I'm sorry, it's Capricious Hellrider. Three red, red, red. It costs three mana less. If you for, okay, let's start start over. <laughs> Do you want me to read it? It's my card. Yeah, go ahead and read it. So it's three red and red. It's the Capricious Hellraiser. So it costs three less to cast if you have nine or more cards in your graveyard. It's flying 4-4, and then when it enters the battlefield, exile three cards at random from your graveyard. Choose a non-creature, non-land card from among them and copy it. You may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. Card is real good. A lot of people don't read that you could just cast this motherfucker for six mana. That's true. There are so many people I've seen. They're like, "Oh, you don't know where you're going to hit on the exile thing." And I'm like, "You could just have three good cards, like for Pioneer, because that's the format I play. You could just have yeah. three treasure cruises, and that's your graveyard right now. And you're like, all right, six mana, <laughs> cast a cruise, <laughs> right? Or a dig, or hell, if you're playing Opus, like it, there's, uh, it's good. Yeah, there are people. Uh, I saw a little bit of a streamer's stream, uh, aspiring spike. We'll, we'll call him out. Where he was talking about the best cards from, or cards he was excited for for like modern and stuff, and he talked about this guy with creativity. Hmm. And I I agree. I mean, like like I said, if you if your graveyard's kind of set, like you could just create. And I think Pioneer more creativity would do this, where you could just creativity into this big big idiot. And like I mean, he's not really that big. Six mana, I don't think is that that wild. Um, no. In in most formats, like playing Shiggles, I get to six mana pretty easily and like other decks i don't know i like the card a lot it it has it does two things and at worst if you if you do have nine more cards in your graveyard which you're probably going to have depending on what you're playing like phoenix or something and you're just like all right exile it the problem is it is non-creature what he's casting so like if you are on phoenix and he does eat a phoenix the phoenix is gone right (laughs) like goodbye phoenix but i mean like if it hits like a temporal or some shit like you get to temporal yeah like true. even worst case of this card it's like fiery impulse like that's still a four four flyer that dealt three to something right and you get three cards you just choose your favorite one so if yeah it's like, really hard to fuck this up right like unless your graveyard is nine cards and eight of them are lands like <laughs> right and like even yeah. then at worst if he's a three mana the four four flyer yeah like that's still really good stat line yeah. For a card like that. You're right. And, and, and we're looking at the, the Shickles deck where um, you, you, you had to pay some attention to what you're keeping when you're like casting Treasure Cruise because you'd like, 
Oh yeah, because you were like, playing Founding the Third Path, so you're like you, right. you wanted to have a lot. Like my big thing, if you ever watched play Shiggles, is like when I would delve, I would always make sure I had specific cards left behind because of Founding the Third Path, because you have exactly. that chance of like okay, like leave a divide by zero behind because you know fucking alarms go off. I need to bounce something. Yeah. So. Like with this guy, like like we were talking about, like you you could leave three really good cards, like a treasure cruise and something else in your graveyard, and be like, all right, cast this guy, draw three. Right. Yep. And even then, like in the times that I played Shiggles, and there are nine or more cards in my graveyard, they're all like really good cards. Yeah. Like, like maybe you consider it a land or something, so it's like not all bangers, but it's yeah, like, like but even then, like it, like I said, if he hits consider, then he replaces himself. Yeah. Like if it's three mana, draw a card. Make it four four, yeah. Like that's still good. I don't know. Yeah. Pretty high on this guy. I like him. Yeah, yeah. I like this guy. Uh, next one. Uh, <laughs> we're not gonna like this one as much. Uh, slow bad iron goblin to a red for a three three legendary. Uh-huh. Surprises, uh huh. Surprises on your list. I it's, I had I would, look red was not very good. So I had <laughs> like this this made the cut for me. <laughs> uh, it has the activate ability tap sacrifice an artifact add a amount of red equal to the sacrifice artifact mana value. Uh, you can always spend this mana to cast artifact or activate abilities of artifacts. Cole, I'll admit, I don't like this card very much, uh, but I thought, like, th- that text would just add a lot of red mana. And there's plenty of times where you could cast a extensive artifact and that, that you cheated either into play or um, something, so you just, like, convert that into a lot more red mana to do more artifacty things. Uh, I... Like, I know there was like I've seen this deck before, and, and okay, so we're already we're dreaming. Like, let's just be clear. Okay. So you have like Scrap Trawler, sure, and you, I think I don't know, but I don't think Eco Wellspring is legal. Um, no, I don't think. It, okay, the, okay, this <laughs> we have Terrarian. Okay, okay, nice, thanks. Um, but you can convert these artifacts into just more mana and. Uh, it maybe do other stuff. Okay, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of losing losing. I knew, uh, but the text seemed like strong enough where it's like maybe maybe maybe, but I don't know. So that's your last red card, right? Yes. Okay, so I have another red card, and you're not gonna know what it is, but I actually have a white card too. So we'll we'll go to the red card first. Okay, sure. Rook hex gold naber naber. So, 3 mana 2-2, two, two, Trample Haste. Whenever an equipped creature you control other than Rook, Hex, Gold, Naver attacks or dies, you may attach all equipment attached to that creature to Rook. Yeah, you want to know why you didn't? Because it's from Jumpstart. So, it's standard legal, but it's not the main set. Uh, okay. So, okay. I've seen Hammer players talk about him. Because it's like you attack with essentially two guys that have hammers attached to them. Right. Because if you kill the other guy with the hammer, then he gets the hammer. The other card uh, I was going to talk about that I just remembered is Might Overseer. He's four, uh, three, three in one white. He's a four, two. He's first strike. As long as it's your turn, creature tokens you control get plus one, plus zero, and have first strike. So now your mites are two ones with first strike. And then he has three in Phyrexian right. Create a might, basically. Okay, yeah. I, I, so I for for the strategy we we're talking about, it's like 
it's a it's a Mike guy, and he's an anthem yeah. for him. But yeah, Rook Rook's really the only guy. Like I've seen Hammer players talk about him, like Pioneer Hammer and other shit. Um, right. Because like I said, he it's like attacking with two hammers. Or if you have an idiot that has two hammers on it, because you know you guarded they doubled up. Then if you attack with it and him, you can move one hammer over. Or you have to attach all of it. So, but he has trample, which is other other relevant shit. Because you know that's a big deal. Yeah. So yeah, See, that's it. Okay. Okay. Cool. Oh no, I'll, uh, I'll honorary mention because we're not gonna talk about him. But Koth uh, is in the set. It's cool. Yeah, I I I, I just wish they would have reprinted the original one. Right. He's not awful. Like he he has a plus it, two, he, which is good. Yeah, so his yeah. okay, so he's four mana like the original ones, two red two. Yep. His plus is plus two. Search your deck for a basic mountain. I have a fucking dual land, and you put it in your hand. All right. So his his plus is technically card advantage, right? It's red and six. We're we're dreaming all the red cards. Um. Fucking minus three, he deals damage equal number of mountains you control to something, which is very simple, well, not similar at all, but <laughs> the other one made mana when he downticked. This one deals damage. It's just fine. It's yep. whatever. It's just... Sure. The minus seven is you get an emblem with whatever mountain enters the battlefield under your control. This emblem deals four damage to any target. That's phenomenal. You want to know the big difference with the other one? The other one made a man land <laughs> every turn that it blessed, <laughs> which right. was very relevant, and then the minus made mana. So, like... Yeah. This guy's not awful. Like we've had planeswalkers like this that have done well, but uh, yeah, no, he's out of the set. Probably the worst walker. I I would think. We, yeah, we've had some. We had some okay coughs historically. We've only had one. This is the only other cough we've ever had. Oh really? That's yeah, he he was only ever printed in scars, and then uh, he basically in the story we didn't know if he died or not. Okay. And that cough was really good. Like, he was played for a very long no, time. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Like, Scred Red played the fuck out of that card. <laughs> right. Like, it, he did, like, when we talk about Planeswalkers, like, we keep bringing back, you know, because there's ten walkers in the set. Is like, you look at a Planeswalker, like, can it protect itself? And, like, Koth didn't protect himself, but he made a clock. And his ultimate, the original cost ultimate was all your mountains deal one damage. Like, have tap deal a damage to anything. So, like, yeah, this one's good because it's, like, when a mountain enters the battlefield, you know, deal four, which is cool. But the other cult just said, now all your mountains are removal spells. It's like, okay, well, I don't, you know, I could go face, but, like, this, like the, this cost requires you to have a mountain. Like, it's like, I have to have the mountain to deal the damage. The other cost says, I already have the mountains in play, I'm dealing damage. Like I said, I don't, I don't think this one's awful. Like, I'm sure there will be a home for it somewhere. Like, who knows, maybe Big Red's good in Pioneer. Um, and, you know, you want this guy, but... Like like I said, he, he's he's very medium to me. Definitely wish they would have just reprinted the original one into Pioneer. But alright, let's go to green. Yeah, uh, we'll start with a really good one. Uh, bloated Contaminator, 3 and a green for a 4-4 four, four Phyrexian Beast with Trample and Toxic 1. And when Bloated Contaminator deals combat damage to a player, proliferate. I am so, so sick and fucking tired of these three mana four fours that have no downside. <laughs> well, this one doesn't, it doesn't cost green, green, green. So I don't give a so. shit. It's so good. I fucking it's so good. hate how good this yeah. card is. And there are people that are talking about building green in Pioneer as back, like back in the day when they played Vivian. Yeah. Like, 
like because it's so good and it yeah. is like it, it it basically has toxic too and it could plus your walkers right like do, i don't think people understand how annoying like old growth troll is is just a 4-4 trampler yeah like yes it's good for devotion but when they don't have that strat it is just a four mana four or three mana four four that just beats you upside the head every turn because you can't block right it. Yeah. and this guy has it, this guy is the more aggro version of that card yeah it's like, yes, I want to turn this motherfucker sideways every turn, and I'm probably going to. <laughs> yeah. Like, God, this card's good. Yeah. It definitely makes the it the toxic deaths exist. Yeah. Yeah. This 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 is like I think like a centerpiece of that deck because it's just so good and just deals so much damage. Yeah. This card's great. Okay, uh, next, uh, Canker Bloom. This is I've seen so many people talk about this card. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, yeah. It's another card that's better than Thrashing Brintodon, so I just, like, hate, <laughs> I hate it. That's on principle, I hate this card. But it's, uh, one in green for 3-2, uh, you can pay one, sacrifice this to choose to either, uh, destroy artifact, destroy, uh, destroy an enchantment, or proliferate. Um, yeah, this card's good. Part of that cycle of like guys that do things. Yeah, I think in like I think this actually squeak its way up into your deck. Oh, I, the I odd players like, are talking about it. Yeah, because you uh, you have to pay a mana too on the front side, right? Yeah. To yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I we were that. playing Haywire might now. Oh sure sure sure. Um yeah, but this this yeah kind of replaced the uh, oh my god I'm blanking on the name. Uh, oh, out Outland Liberator. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, and proliferate's relevant, like, shit. You put Mass Counters on your opponent's team, and then you proliferate, you kill your whole opponent's team with it. That's true. Yeah, and that's pump like up Grist, like, it, it's good. Yeah. And still, it's actually uh, a whole power more at, so it's a 3-2 instead of a 2-2. But I guess the other side could flip into a 3-3 if it's nighttime. Yeah, that does it when it attacks. Right. I think this is, like, overall, I think it's just... I mean, the fact that you can wrath your opponent's board is what makes it relevant. Yeah, yeah, just put negative counters and just proliferate. That seems really, really, really bonkers. Yeah, yeah, this card's pretty good. I think it's just like, uh, if you play Outland Liberator, you just play this card instead. That, that, not a lot of cards play Outland Liberator. Like, just, I think your deck, maybe, but yeah. It's good. I like this card. Okay, next. Uh, Cole, this was an early one, but we were hyped about this one. Conduit of Worlds. Two green green for artifact. I I will say, you read it, then I'll say my piece about it. Okay, so <laughs> two green green for for artifact. You may play land lands from your graveyard. Uh, so it has the Crucible World text. Uh, has tap, choose a target non-land permanent card in your graveyard. If you haven't cast a spell this turn... You may cast that card. If you do, you can't blah, blah, blah. Okay, so if you, you can only cast one card. Like, if you use this mode, you can only cast one card from the graveyard. And then, Well, you can only uh, cast one card that turn. That, yes. And it's only a sorcery activation, so you can't... So, like, t- yes. here's my piece okay. about that card. Go, go ahead. I think the card's very good. I will say that. Okay. I misread it the first time I read it. I did not read permanent. So I thought... That you could just cast spells. I did. I just now from your that, graveyard. Cole. So I had a really oh, fucking man. good standard deck with that card and planeswalkers, with like a card we just talked about, White Suns Twilight, 
where yeah. you would just sit there and loop White Sun's Twilight against your opponent and win the game off of that with like fucking whatever amount of Planeswalkers you wanted. Right. And then I read it again. It's a permanent. And I was so, so sad. It that, is good. I, it makes it's green. It makes sense. Yeah. It, like, I, I don't know why I, would, I missed that. We, we missed that the whole time. Yes, it is good, but it's not as good as I wanted it to be. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's still. Um, I'm sure there's definitely a home for this fucking card. Like it, it like yeah. any, and, and there's no downside to the recursion. Like it doesn't exile it, right? Like if you're just casting a big dumb fatty, like tapping out for it anyways, like you weren't gonna cast anything else anyways, right? And if you ha- keep having Fable Passage, you just keep you know keep looping that. Yeah, like I'm sure there's a home for this card. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I feel silly. I didn't notice. Definitely that. Definitely not the I, home I was... that I designed for it, but there's a home for it. <laughs> yeah, it's something. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. So I think my original de- thought with the, of this deck was like uh, self mill, like uh, grizzly salvage, and just like good value cards. Mm-hmm. So like I guess like Ishkana would be it's like like stabilizer. Well, I mean, there's people that talk about like delirium. Yeah, delirium. Yeah. Then yeah, just mill Emrakul. Yeah, like I, I, the card is good. I just yeah, it's not it's not what I wanted it to be, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, if you loop sweepers, that's a that's a poor play experience. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, like, could you just imagine sitting there and gets, like, fucking four planeswalkers, and then, like, they're just like, well, I'm not gonna cast anything anyways, I'll just keep looping, like, White Sun's Twilight every turn and making mites. Yeah. Oh, you definitely could play Ravenous Stupid Cobra. That card was supposed to be busted. This It's murder on a creature. Well, really think about, uh, what the fuck's that card called from guilds? Plague Crafter? So it's each of you sack a creature, and then if they don't, they discard a card. Oh yeah, that's that's really good. Okay, that's a little bit better. Yeah, there's yeah there's this is like a good sh- there, there yeah there's something for this yeah. card, just not not what I thought it did. Yeah. Which is, okay. Yeah, yeah. Which is fine. Like I said, like it like it it would be really gross to to have it do what we thought it did. Oh. Because oh, when yeah. it, when I first spoiled it and I read it the way I read it, I messaged everyone. I was like, holy shit, this card's absurd. Yeah. <laughs> Just loop sweepers. Good luck, opponent. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah. Okay, next. Green Sun's Twilight. X in green. Uh, as a sorcery, reveal the top X top X plus one ca- cards of your library. Choose a creature and or a land card from among them. Put them in your hand, the rest in the bottom. If X is five or more, instead put those cards on the battlefield instead. So I jokingly said all right amulet is now tier zero everything else is tier two because amulet is so much better than everything else i was okay i was kidding about that but (laughs) i don't even know if this makes it makes it into the final like into amulet titan or but i thought this card was pretty dope that card's cool i don't really have an opinion about it I, i i kind of like i'm not not gonna be an early buyer on this card for sure like like the, I'll, I'll I'll talk about like in amulet if you pay five mana you just like could easily just get primeval titan and a land so that that ceiling is there it definitely could be good but I also thought like there's kind of these middling turns where you have nothing to do with like your your mana like if you have amulet on one I'm not gonna go too deep because I know people are already like turning off the podcast but if you have amulet on one. <laughs> And then Azusa on two, you have up to... with a, So you like have a bounce land, play Azusa. You have two land drops, and with a bounce land, you have four mana. There's times where you're just like, okay, well, I have Titan, but I have nothing else. And maybe you have like 
summoner's pack or something like that, but you have nothing else to really throw shove your mana into. This for four mana, you can just like draw two cards. Like you can look for that primeval titan. You can look for you get dry. It's like okay, well that's not bad. You get a land, um, additional land card because maybe you're playing. You want to play cultivator clauses instead or something like that. So I was like, yeah, it's that's the floor of this card where you just have like this rotting mana. It's like okay, well I'll just go ahead green sun twilight for for even just one green mana. You just like look at the top card. You maybe and amulet titan. You probably draw the card because your deck is full of lands and creatures basically. Sure. Um, so I thought like the floor of this card is a decent cantrip. So I was like, I'm kind of, kind of like it. Um, but I don't like the deck is already so tight and there is a, there is a card that there's another card. There's another card too. So it's like, we're already playing. We don't have much deck deck space as it is. So I, I don't know, but I think this card's still like, Someone asked about this in Green Devotion too, and in, in Pioneer, it only finds creatures, so it doesn't find the wind yeah. condition. Like yeah, it it, really maybe in the stompy either. green deck we were just talking about, like I mean, then then it's like your planeswalkers are just like Vivian and Nissa, right? So then, like, yeah, probably there because like you're trying to get like big dumb shit, but yeah, yeah. Like the um, I, I don't think like a Crater of Behemoth style cards or something. Pig. <laughs> yeah so uh, i think this card is really sweet but i don't think like if we're looking at amulet titan i i definitely not day one because uh, i think we need to figure out what we're doing with this this new card that we'll talk about later uh, and i may be wrong and this may just be like the busted card that makes us tier one you know who knows but let's move on cole um two Thrun Breaker of Silence. This is three green green for a 5-5 legendary troll shaman. This spell can't be countered with trample and can't be the target of non-green spells your opponents control or abilities from non-green sources your opponents control. And on your turn, Thrun has indestructible. Card is pretty good. I think this card is... Yeah, you said it pretty good. (laughs) I don't know how much higher I can go than that. But I know, like, in... So I'm going to go back to Amulet. Run was a card that would occasionally see a play in one of. The problem was, it was a 4-mana 2-2, I believe? He has a 4-4. It's a 4-4. What? I'm not saying I don't believe you, but I need a... It is a 4-4. I think the problem there was... um, it, it couldn't close the game, and that was the problem. Because it was, like, it was relatively easy. Like, it just lines up with, um, I guess, creatures that was in the old Yorian deck. And um, it's what I guess it just wasn't good enough. It's, it's, it's hard to say for sure, but <laughs> this one, I think, just beats harder. So I, I kind of like this card a little bit more. I think he's okay. I don't know. Nick talked about him for uh, for his deck, but I don't know. I, it's hard, hard with this card for me. Like he's yeah. good, yeah, but I don't think he's like crazy. Yeah, I mean, we get, we kind of get these cards like every once in a while. This seems like a really good version of the untouched, uncounterable spell. But I just like how you can't just re- have a removal spell to deal with this. You have to just go toe to toe with this thing. And now it's like that, or that's how it used to be. Like I was thinking, like Gaia's Revenge, which was seven was like seven minutes for eight five haste. 
and can't be like the same can't be target of non-green spell sources or whatever but you, and you had to you had to line up toe-to-toe with it basically this one's this one just it's indestructible too and trample i, I like this card okay uh next card uh Tyrannix rex uh four green 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 so seven mana for eight eight phyrexian dinosaur uh, once again, this spell can't be countered. Trample, Ward 4, Haste, and Toxic 4. This card is good for for a lot of things. It's big, fast Carnage Tyrant. Yeah. Like, I, I like it. Yeah. Like, it, it had, what, Toxic 4, right? Yeah, Toxic 4. Like, I, I like it. it. The fact that it has Haste is also just really relevant, because it can turn sideways, just coveted. Yeah. Unfortunately, they got rid of the hexproof part, like Cardi T, to make it, you know, have Ward 4. Yeah. But, I mean, Ward 4, like, in a lot of cases, is just hexproof. It's close enough, yeah. yeah. Or it's like, yeah, it's like a whole turn to deal with this after you took 8 to the face, probably. Yeah. It's a good card. Maybe, yeah, if you don't deal with it, you probably just lose to it. Oh, yeah, but you probably take, you know, it's 16 damage if you don't do anything about it. Right, yeah. And it has uh, the toxic force almost. It's a like two. It's flight. like a two turn clock, more than likely, for the deck yeah. that it's going to be in. Hell, it yeah. might be a one turn clock. Shit, if you get him to toxic six or poison six, then it's like uh, yeah, that's true. It's like you have to do something about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last green card I have, Cole. I know you're you're pretty excited about this, or you think it's good. I don't know if you're excited about it, but you think it's good. It's Venerated Rot Priest. Uh, green, man, uh, green mana for 1-2 creature, a Phyrexian Druid, with Toxic 1. Whenever a creature you control becomes the target of a spell, target opponent gets a poison counter. That is so relevant on this card, because if you proc it, because it's, it, it's whenever it becomes a target of a spell. So like yes. in Infected Modern, I definitely think this makes Infected Modern a lot more playable. Because if you proc it, they get a poison counter. And then if the, yeah. like so okay so what other thing goes is when they target it they get a poison counter when you proc it they get a poison counter that's yeah. two poison that you didn't have to connect right just just on the stack just from the yeah, stack just, interaction and that's the big thing with infect right now is like it can't finish yeah so it's like now you just have the extra reach that like you've kind of needed yeah it's it's a good card I like it yeah do you think it uh because I I think like the infect deck kind of became hammer as far as like yeah hammer was just faster and more efficient like it played saga and that was a big thing yeah because it's like you got the extra like because hammer could just not be a hammer deck and just be a a saga deck yeah all right the hammer strategy sucked we're just gonna make tokens and kill you with that way yeah (laughs) right yeah yeah this card this card's really good okay uh that's all i got for i am surprised you didn't mention nissa so I will. Nissa Ascended Am- Animist. Three and two green, two Phyrexian green. So she has completed. Okay, I don't know why I didn't include this. Yeah, this, card, yeah, this card's it. good. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So she has completed. Sorry, so if you complete her, um, I guess she would. She, yeah, she's coming at three. Yeah, three, five, or seven loyalty. Yeah, so she comes at three. Or, yeah, three, five, or seven. <laughs> So she has plus one, make an XX green Phyrexian horror creature where it X's her loyalty, so it protects herself. Minus one, uh, naturalize something, destroy target artifact or enchantment. And then the minus seven, 
is until end of turn, each creature you control gets plus one, plus one, and uh, trample for each forest you control. That is really good. <laughs> so, like, this card just... It, so, early game you play as a five mana, pay for life, make a four four. Which is really annoying. Or, she's six mana, make a uh, six six. Or, she's seven mana, ultimate, kill your opponent. And that's its possibility, too. Like, the... Um... Oh yeah, the plus is make a dude, yeah, which is super relevant. But really the relevant thing is, like, early game, she's really good, she makes guys. Late game, she kills yeah. your opponent. Right. Because, like, if you just have seven forest in play when you play her, that's plus seven, plus seven trample. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's very good. I think she's yeah. definitely tied for best completed walker. Yeah, was well, also someone brought this up, and I thought this was uh, really, really good, where, like, you, you, you let's say you pay seven mana, so it's seven, plus one, you know that ability on the stack. It you, some you kind of could read that as like, oh, I could like double bolt it, bring it down to two, and now they just get two two. No, the uh, well, I guess like you still get the creature. You, was, you still get the guy. No, I was like you create. It's it is a two two with the ability. No, or uh, I th- I think it comes as an eight eight, right? I don't know. I have to wait to see uh the the rule sheet on her because i'm sure they will come out with one about what the token sees yeah okay okay i for some reason i thought it worked the way i thought it did but that i guess it doesn't matter like that, well it doesn't matter in this context but yeah it, it, that's really not going to happen too often where no, like, if, no, you, no if you like murder this on the stack like what happens yeah like, that's the big thing is like is if it. i if i yeah if i nuke her on the stack where you are you getting a zero zero or are you at least gonna get a guy out of it Right. Um, I guess it's important, but I guess we'll move on. But yeah, I'm, I'm surprised I missed this one. I, I don't really know why. As the green mage, I'm very ashamed of myself. Okay. Uh, but that's all I got for green. Yeah, that's Anything it. Anything else? Okay. This card, I know you need a copy of this card, Cole. It's a Traxic Grand Unifier. Uh, three and green, white. Blue, black for 7-7. Seven, seven. Uh, Vigilance, flying, death touch, and lifelink. Uh, and when it enters the battlefield, you reveal 10 cards, and you can get one card of each type. It, put it into play, or and then put it into your, not into play, put it into your hand, and you just draw the cards. So it's very similar to like Nimbusit Perun. Nimbusit, not Perun. The, 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 the five colors. The, yeah, I don't, remember, I don't remember his name, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but but so you real so you get like a land artifact, uh, creature enchantment, planeswalk, like all these card types. You just draw them. So Cole, uh, you your people, your reanimator folk. You you guys are talking about this as like a, in the flex slot of like playing this instead. Yeah, so there are reanimator players that are talking about cutting this over your fourth brand because a big thing with reanimator is like against Murktide. If they do resolve a Murktide, uh, Brand can't tango with it. Right. Like, yeah, you have Archon, but you have, uh, like, you have to find it. And, like, you, you know, you kind of, like, you're all in, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. you can't pay a whole lot of life or you'll die. Um, yeah. So, with her, though, she's usually going to be a draw four. Like, yeah. most of the time. I think I think someone did the math on it, and I, I don't remember. But, like, she's usually just going to be draw four cards. And yeah. then, uh, if she's draw four cards... She's a 7-7 Flying Vigilance Lifelink Death Touch. So, like, it's really hard to kill her. You can't double bolt her. 
And, yeah. you know, if you didn't show her game one, and this is like game two, that they boarded out their blast. Um, so then you can just turn her. She doesn't even turn sideways. She goes forward. So okay. then against, like, Murktide, like, they don't want to throw Murktide into it because it feels bad. Yeah. So, like, then you just keep throwing her into your opponent until they do something better. Yeah. People also talked about, like, now you can go back to, like, blue reanimator if you want to with forces because she is blue. Um, people also talked about you can natural order her natural order into her in Legacy and draw a bunch of cards. Like she's she's good. She's big beefy beat stick. So like, like like I said, for for reanimator like does what reanimator wants to do kind of thing, which is can this card draw cards and uh, if I throw it into my opponent, is it going to do enough? Right. I was actually thinking of this like so going going down to like the weaker formats like Pioneer like as a creativity target where you just like. Creativity X equals one or Transmogrify too. This will probably draw you like a, a lot to reload. Like you'll get like an instant. You'll probably get a sorcery. You'll get a land. Uh, you don't get a creature or, or artifact because that's the you know that's the conditions of playing the deck. But you get all these other card types too. So it's like if they can deal with this, and it's not you know it's not easy to deal with this. Like you still like you kind of reload into. Maybe your second one because you drew a creativity and maybe like a big score or something like another, another card. So I think this card, like I think, could see a home there, as well. Um, I definitely think it's like it's not on the busted like thing to put into play. I don't know. Like if if you can cheat her in and it doesn't cost you too much to do it, like then it then it's good. Right. Like obviously creativity is like a. Uh, you can't play other creatures. Well, you're you like, can't play you, artifacts yeah, like you're two for one of yourself. Your deck building's weird. Like that deck, you want to like put in something really good. Well, right. like in Legacy, like if you're only really spending like a reanimate to bring her in, and she drew you four cards, and then like she's stuck there, and that format's built around like you you can't even snuff her out because she's black. So like she she goes around a lot of removal, and like if you're against uh, reanimate, you're not really going to keep in blast. Like, you're not going to be like, oh, man, I'm against Rakdos Reanimate. Let me keep it Pyroblast for the Atraxa. Like, you're you're not going to call that shot, at least early. Like, I mean, if, if Reanimate adopts her and, like, she starts blowing people out, then, then I can see it. But, like, she she's just really good for, for that specific reason. And, I mean, like, against other decks, like, if, if Gristlebrand gets needled, right, in, in Legacy, because needle is everywhere. If Gristlebrand gets needled, then you can get her. She's going to draw you four cards. She can draw you six. I think I did the math like stone draw six. <laughs> like then she's just really fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, any other homes? But like this is a this is a really good card in the set. Uh, do you think of any other homes? I mean, like, besides like commander, top? not off the top of my head. No. Yeah. Like I said, there okay. there could be like uh, a legacy control deck that plays natural order her natural order into her, but it's hard to fight that slot when like progenitus is so good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay, so next card. Uh, this one might not be super well hyped, but I liked this card, and I think like this appeals to like the newer Magic player a lot. It's Glissa Sunslayer. So it's one black green for a legendary Phyrexian zombie elf. Uh, first strike and death touch. So that's kind of the the broken thing. I got, you know, whatever. Uh, when when this creature deals combat damage to a player, choose one, draw a card, lose one, destroy a target enchantment, or remove up to three counters from target permanent. To me, I just thought like this 
the first strike death touch like what you know young early magic player me learns about this interaction of first strike and death touch it's you you cannot really deal with it in with creatures like that just like i win every combat that's yeah she basically has like a blockable right um i i thought of this as like a like a sideboard pivot in a deck in this color where it's like okay i will board into this creature that will continue to draw me cards or something and maybe there's better cards or whatever i might have thought this card like it just straight up wins every combat so that's why i was kind of like yeah let's let's do this one i like her i don't know how busted she is but i like her yeah i, I mean i don't either um i i think like if you see this a pre-release it's a pretty good card if you can be in that color yeah because you will just it will just continue to just wreck okay um this one, uh, this one's not really my jam. It's Malkatter Purity Overseer. One white blue for 1-1 one, one legendary Phyrexian elf, elephant wizard. Good lord. Uh, when they enter the battlefield, create a 3-3 three, three colorless Phyrexian golem artifact creature token at your end step. If, there, if three or more artifacts entered the battlefield under your control, create an additional three, or create another 3-3 three, three Phyrexian golem. Cole, not not really what I'm terribly interested in, but I, I've heard chatter. And I thought I'd just add it to the list. But yeah, I'm, I've heard a little bit of talk, but I I don't know honestly. Like I have no idea. <laughs> I have seen people talk about it, but it's like it, it. I just haven't like it's not a card I'm excited about, so I haven't like. Oh shit! Let me go out of my way to like figure this out. Right. So I don't know. Can't I definitely think there are people that are talking about it, but I haven't. Not not anything I've been like crazy about. Yeah. Okay, um, next is Melira, the Living Cure, green-white, for a 3-3 legendary creature, human scout. Uh, if you get one or more poison counters, instead you get one, and you can't get any more. So Like original kind of Melira like, text kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Uh, and also has the extra ability exile, Melira, choose another target creature artifact when it's put into a graveyard this turn, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control. That text kind of seemed interesting to me, but I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just dreaming a little bit or thinking. But also, that text plus two mana, three, three. Like, that's. It just brawls pretty well, so I kind of liked it. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of people that talk about her pretty highly right now. Yeah. All right. Uh, next card call we have Dahiri the Unforgiving. Uh, kind of a mouthful because it's a planeswalker. Uh, one red, white, and. Uh, Red or white for or Phyrexian mana. And it's completed, as you would expect, for a five loyalty Nahiri, plus one until your next turn up to one target creature attacks a player each combat if able. Uh, additional plus one, discard a card and draw a card, and then it's zero ability. Uh, exile target creature or equipment card with mana value less than Nahiri's loyalty from your graveyard. Create a token of that and it exiles at the the, the end step. Which is the mode that like everybody's looking at right now. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I like this, Cole. I like this a little bit. I, my immediately thought was reanimate uh, Death Shadow, like if you played like a Mardu shell. Yeah. I don't know if that's, I guess we have like um, Unearth. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, that's, that's where my head went, at least with this card initially. So I know for Pioneer, I did see people talk about like Mardu Greasefang is finally a thing. Okay, sure. Because they were yeah. using Soren, 
the the one from War of the Spark originally, but like now right. you have like a card that can like pitch a Parhelion and like reanimate a Fang. Right. Oh, that makes sense. I didn't even think about it for that. But it's like you just like grab your uh, greasy. Yeah, like if you put her in on full price, she could reanimate a grease. Right. But yeah, I mean, I think she's good. I like her. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. And uh, so someone, I, I saw chatter about this. It's like if you're helping and you plus one discard a card, then draw a card. You just draw a card. Like you don't have to. Right. Right. It's not a mandatory. That. Yeah. It's not not really huge text, but it's like. I mean, it's maybe... it kind of could come up randomly. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, but I yeah yeah exactly. Um, yeah, I thought this card was pretty good. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, okay, next one, Cole. I know you're excited about this one. Ovika Ignima Goliath, is seven mana, a five blue red. So seven mana for six six flying, legendary Phyrexian Nightmare with Ward three mana, pay three life. When you cast a non-creature spell, create a uh, create. A, I'm sorry. When you cast a non-creature spell, create X one one red Phyrexian Goblin creature tokens, uh, where X the mana value on the spell, they gain haste till end of turn. So you stick this guy, you cast Treasure Cruise, you create eight tokens with haste, eight one ones with haste. I mean, the big ones like example. dig through time. Like that's more reasonable card you're casting with this this big idiot. But yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, why, why do you like this guy, Cole? I, I just love big dumb win conditions. Uh, not only is the art phenomenal for this dumb idiot, but <laughs> like for standard, we have the RC coming up that I qualified for, and it's going to be all will be one will be legal. I mean, the format right. could be figured out by then because it'll be like three weeks where this set comes out to then. Um, but I really want to build like some big dumb blue red control deck in standard that like has this big idiot as the top end. Right. Like, because I mean, it, it can just win the game. Like, the goblins have haste. Right, yeah, that's true. Like that, it, yeah, it is kind of a win condition on its own. Uh, initially, I thought like uh, the Lotus Field as a potential win con. I, I don't think it's very good in that spot, but I was just thinking of like stick this and keep casting spells, and then eventually you can just win the game just with the tokens. Yeah, as I said, it also makes sure a bunch of blockers. Like, it does a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This. Yeah, yeah, we we've had cards like this before, but this one this one seems pretty good as well. Yeah, I mean the the fact that it's not it, it's not one or the other for the award, it is both. Right, it is really good. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. It can be countered though, which a, a lot. Yeah, that's like, the big thing. Yeah, usually a lot a lot of times they are uncounterable. Yeah, as I say, like, usually big is... dumb blue red idiots are like uncounterable. Right. Well, I guess the locust god wasn't uncounterable. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, this was really good. And pick it up for a quarter at the time of this recording. So I will have a bunch of these. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of cards that uh, we could potentially acquire, slash cards I've already acquired is Tyvar Jubilee Brawler. Uh, this card I've been super excited for. It's one black green for three loyalty. Uh, Platewalker. Uh, static of uh, UA activate abilities of creatures you control as though those creatures had haste. Plus one, up untap up to one target creature and minus two mill three. Then you may return a creature with mana value two or less from the graveyard to the battlefield. Uh, so Cole, you said you you mentioned it to me and a few to a few other people before that this actually could be a potential modern card um, in an old archetype. 
What yeah, there's there's there? a few people talking about Devoted Druid, because one of the big downfalls for Devoted Druid was that it's a sort Like, you're winning at sorcery speed unless you Coco or Cord into it. Um, or if you play, like, Postmortem Lunge, um, which is a Phyrexian card from back in the day. Uh, but, like, he... I mean, he does so much for what that deck wants anyways. Like, it, so giving Devoted Druid haste is a win condition. Reanimating Devoted Druid is another win condition. Or, i.e., other piece of combo. Like, he, he does a lot for that deck. Like, I think the biggest downfall of him is he's not a creature like Grist, so you can't just go get him. Like, it, I mean, obviously, if he had Grist text, he'd be absurd, but... But yeah, like, uh, Devoted Vizier, definitely, probably gonna... I don't know if it makes the archetype better. Well, it makes it better, but I don't know if it, like, makes it better now, because, I mean, you're still having to deal with Fury. But, I mean, like... it. Here's the weird thing. It's like, okay, so they fear you, right? And you play him, down take, get Devoted Druid out. And then, like, if you have the Vizier, you win. Like, right there. Yeah, that's true. So, like, that is the benefit to him. Right. Uh, and I I have a personal interest in just playing this in Black Green Elves. Uh, for some reason, I just, like, with Tyvar, I was like, I want to build Elves. And I think I might have said this uh, on the previous pod. Um, but just, like, you just can play this on turn two with you know, if your mana's good enough, and then you get a mana back immediately, and you can just kind of keep chaining into more elf dorks potentially. You know, if you yeah, have I mean that's the big thing with like pioneer elves versus like legacy elves and slash modern elves is that y'all don't have access to heritage druid. Right, that's true. So you don't have access to like the big dumb like make a bunch of mana for nothing. Right. Yeah. So now, like with him, and this is why I agree with you is like now you're what like a, was it elvish arch druid. Like right. immediately gets to go off, like go nuts. Right, exactly. Like and even like Realm Walker too. It's you can just kind of keep going. Yeah, like your 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 bad guy's cradle, and now and I know some elves decks do play that cradle elf. Yeah. Um, so like now you have both of those, and like you can just kind of like storm off now, like like Legacy Elves does. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. yeah. I like them. Yeah. Okay, uh, Cole, actually, not to disappoint you, but that was actually all the gold cards I had that were interesting, but... Um, interesting? I, ah, yeah. you forget one. Um, well, go tell us about it. So a card I'm excited about, obviously for what it is and who it is, um, is Luca Bound to Ruin. So it's two red, green, or, yeah, red, green, and then uh, a pip of Phyrexian, so he's five mana total. Uh... Comes in at five loyalty, so he would come in at uh, three if you complete him. Yeah. So plus, make mana, uh, make red green. You can only use it to cast creature spells or activate abilities of creatures, which is fine. We've had a lot of abilities like that before. Yeah. Uh, but the big thing is he has minus one, which is crazy, to make a three three Phyrexian with toxic one. And a lot of people, like to me, I don't think realize like how, like, so Garuk back in the day. Funny enough, we just talked about this Grook earlier. Yeah, we were talking about Grook, yeah. Grook had minus one make a 3-3, and like that plus the untapped two lands was crazy for Grook for a long time. Yeah. And like, it's the same thing with with uh, Luka. He does have an ult, it's minus four. So he deals X damage divided as you choose. Uh, let me pull him up. Yeah, minus X, uh, X damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures and or planeswalkers where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. Um, as you activate the ability, so like if you kill something, it'll still see it. 
I think it's how that's worded. I'm not entirely sure. We'll find out. But um, like that, yes, that yeah. that's good. Like it's removal and like like with the the Tyrannix Rex or whatever. That's an eight eight. So if you minus Luca with that out, that's eight damage divided however you want. Um, I don't know. I I really like Luca. Um, like I said, he does the thing you want to do on a planeswalker, which is can I protect myself? And even if you put him in completed at three loyalty, if at worst he's gonna make three of those three threes. Yeah, like over time, and he he gains life technically because like yeah, that's the thing with planeswalkers, is like most most planeswalkers have to be attacked, and if that planeswalker gets attacked, it can gain you life, you know, via whatever had to get sent into it. Right. And with Luca, yeah. it's like okay, well, if I make a three three and you have like two two twos, well then you're gonna lose one of those two twos to try to get rid of Luca. Right. So I like Luca a lot. Uh, one of the standard decks I've looked at is red green monsters, you know, like the old Theros deck. Um, and I mean, obviously, you gotta have Luca in there for that because he just fits that archetype really well. Yeah. Like, like I said, he he's just really good for what that that thing wants to do. And I know that they released about like you could Jagatha with him. Um. Yes. So you know now the red green vehicles deck could have him in there, which they might. Like I said, he he is a good planeswalker like for that. Like if you have a love struck beast out and you minus four him, like you're gonna deal five to everywhere. Yeah. That's true. So, so I definitely think, or if like you crew Sky Sovereign, like you'll deal six wherever you want. Like right. he he's good. I like him a lot. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. I, the I guess I I, I kind of glossed over the minus four. You could just like stick play him for five mana minus four immediately. Yes. And just like start shooting stuff down or whatever. Yeah, and then and then at worst after that you can minus one make a three three after that. And like right. that and Luca did like a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good comparison like with the old uh Guru or uh, wild yeah, speaker. Garrick, yeah. Because that's it's very similar to the plus and minus. Yeah, I was gonna say to, he like, kind of feels like a homage to it, in my opinion. Yeah. Like in the sense of like he makes mana, which Garuk did. Yeah. But like I mean obviously their ultimates are different. Like if if Luca had overrun, it would be a little absurd. Right, yeah, that would be. I.e. plus three, plus three to the team trample, like that'd be kind of gross. I mean, we already have Nissa who does that kind of. So right, yeah. But I, I like Luke as a planeswalker. I've liked him for a while, and I I think I called it on the cast too that he was definitely 100 percent getting completed <laughs> before they announced anything about him. Oh, when I they, think when, so too. Yeah. When they announced yeah. the ten walkers that were going to be in the set, I was like, "There's no shot Luke is not completed." <laughs> um. Yeah. So I like I said, I definitely think Luca um is good i think another card that you didn't talk about that i will uh i have two more actually it's this one and one more is uh kaido dancing shadow this is more for like standard and maybe like blue black tempo in pioneer okay so he's two blue black he's four mana uh his static is whenever one or more creatures you control do combat damage to a player you may return one of them to its owner's hand if you do you may activate loyalty abilities of Kaido twice this turn rather than once. Um, so that's good for like creatures with good ETBs. Um, I mean, obviously the big thing people talk about is like ninjas. Right. Like yeah. getting that good ninjutsu back in. Um, so plus one up to one target creature can't attack or block this turn. You know, can get your stuff through. Yeah. Uh, his zero is draw a card. And then his minus two is make a two, two drone with death touch. That says when this creature leaves the battlefield, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. He does come in at three loyalty. The way I saw him 
was for like control was at worst his thing is zero draw card. True. Like people were playing old Kaido when his plus was draw a card, discard a card. That's that's true. Yeah. So like I could definitely see this Kaido seeing that kind of play just to be like, all right, zero. We're just gonna draw a card, discard a card, or draw a card. Sure. Um, yeah. And then like you know, for any of your creatures that have good ETBs or what have you, like getting the back end is good. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one I have is Venser Corpse Puppet. I knew I knew you'd bring up this one. Uh, not only is his token Sad Karn, but um, <laughs> he actually... So when he first got spoiled, he was pretty early. Um, yeah. So he's a two-mana, blue-black, one-three, lifelink, toxic one. Whenever you proliferate, choose one. If you don't control a creature named the Hollow Sentinel, uh, make it. It's a three-three. It's just a three-three golem. Legendary. Yeah, it's legendary. Or target mm-hmm. artifact you control gains flying and lifelink until end of turn. So when they spoil this, they really didn't show any proliferate mechanics in the set, like at all. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, unless they print like pretty efficient proliferate things, like getting the three three is really rough. Yeah. Like if at best he's two mana one three lifelink toxic one, like that's not great. But you can proliferate like a motherfucker in this set. So getting a three three that you could give lifelink and flying to and throw into your opponent yeah like is not bad and and like i said you know toxic is a mechanic and like if he deals one and you're in a proliferate deck anyways then he can kill your opponent yeah if you're like all right get him in for one you have a tox counter now all right now for the rest of the game i'm just gonna play blue black stall out with like these three three golems and then like you know just proliferate with all this other shit like there's a lot of cards that like draw card proliferate and stuff so yeah i i feel like the uh with the card um the art it looks more powerful than the card actually is it makes me sad i love venser and i mean literally there's a scale named after venser called the venser scale which is a scale built around what the likelihood of a planeswalker returning is and venser obviously is a 10 on the scale yeah here's essentially his corpse yeah yeah, thank, thanks, uh, thanks, Wizards. But yeah, I mean, I like the card, yeah. I mean, I will admit, when they first spoiled the art, he does look big and beefy. Yeah, I would have, like, not come close to making a guess, like, the card that came out. Like, I would have said this is, like, a expensive, like, card that has that's really powerful. Maybe not even good, but just, like, powerful text or whatever. And... Kind of like Ovika, like some big dumb thing. That, like, yeah, does... big dumb, big dumb idiot, yeah. I mean, I like him. He grew on me. Like, after I saw all the proliferate shit, like, like I just, like, there's literally, like, one mana, minus one, minus one proliferate. Sure. Like. Yeah. There's stuff, yeah. Like, it's it's not gonna be that hard if you build a deck around him to, um, to just get the golem going. Yeah. Like, just, if that's just the, the only thing that happens, is, like, I'm just trying to make the 3-3 three, three or give something lifelink death touch. Right. Like I, there's a lot of like I think there's like a lot of removal spells that just like kill a thing proliferate. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, there's like there's a an uncommon called scheming aspirant. It's like whenever you proliferate, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. So like, there's there's a shell for that kind of mechanic. Sure. Yeah. So we'll we'll have to see with time. I I'm, yeah. I am interested to see, uh, what all sees play with yeah. uh you know the proliferate mechanic like i said it, it, the fact he also has toxic is very important yeah because if he just dinks in for one like that that's a clock in yeah the style of deck. but all right yeah. that, that's it for me for multicolor yeah okay cool um 
So let's so that okay, so that's it for multicolor. Uh first card I have for uh colorless uh but non lands is Soulless Jailer. It's two mana for O four. I think this was previewed pretty quickly. Uh two mana for O four artifact creature. Uh permanent cards in graveyards can't enter the battlefield. Players can't cast non creature spells from graveyards or exile. Uh so this really uh probably just like modern application. Um but it it is like a I think it's like a pretty good hate card like the I guess because you you could you stop dredge and living in no it doesn't stop living in um but it just stops the casting a living end um because yeah it does or, well the if, from the ca- oh, casting of living in well, not no, not per- the permanent yeah, yeah permanent I, I thought it said permanents can enter from exile either never mind yeah so but it's it stops the living in from uh being cast yeah yeah. yeah. Okay, so it does stop it. Just you know, living it's a weird card. Um, well, really, it's the the uh, cascade into living end. Right. Yeah. And the uh, yeah. So that's. Um, I guess I was looking at like, does it stop creativity? But it does not. No, because the creature just enters from the deck. From the yeah. So it's yeah. Had to yeah. Just want ch- checking a few things. Um, but yeah, I was like, yeah, this could be okay because like. He's an O four, which is relevant, right? Like living in, I don't think I don't think they can do anything about this. I think they just like have to play fair, and that's not very good for them to do that. But uh, I think Rhinos that they'll, they'll they may have like Fury, so they can just um, do that. Sure. Yeah. If if only it was an O five, Cole. When will they learn? Yeah, two mana O fives. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, but I I don't think this will really be. I don't think it's gonna be a huge player. The pre-order price is kind of high, so maybe some people are believers in it. But I'm I don't think it's this. I don't think it's very good. I think it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's go to. Uh, I'm gonna skip that one. The Filgree Silex. This is basically uh, the Ratchet Bomb. So two mana. Uh, tap, put an oil counter on Filgree Silex, and then tap another ability. Tap, sacrifice the Filgree Silex, destroy each non-permanent with mana value equal to the number of oil counters on the Filgree Silex. And finally, ten uh, tap, remove 10 oil counters from among permanents you control and sacrifice the Filgree Silex. It deals t- damage to any target. That's not real text. It's just uh, Ratchet Bomb with, I guess, upside. Yeah, I mean it's it's long game ratchet bomb like, like it it it's a ratchet bomb that you can main board. Okay, yeah. Because it's like okay, so if you think of it this way, it's like all right, I'm against control. Well, obviously the ratchet bomb side of that sucks. Yeah. But if I just leave it here and it just keeps going up. Sure. Then it's like I could randomly dome you for ten, you know? Right. Yeah. I don't know if there's a way you can like move oil counters around to help there are there are a couple cards there's okay so there's a land we'll get to that that somebody tweeted about that you could like dome your opponent for 20 ah okay so we'll we'll get to that okay my my thought with this i guess like we i don't think we have ratchet bomb and pioneer but now we do we do do have okay okay then skip that i i was kind of thinking like if you want a ratchet bomb effect or even multiple i think I almost like maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I was like maybe just split copies just to 
in case needle or something. We're not in legacy, Brent. <laughs> no, no, I'm just like you I don't think have to worry it, about but, random mainboard needles running around. No, no. My my point is like I don't think that that bottom text on filigree I don't think is real. Like it's I would and, and you know there's it's legendary too. So it's like if you want to stick a second one or something. No, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, but I like to me it's just I'm making a call that the bottom text is not relevant. So. You would want you would rather I'd rather just play around the random pithing needle, or um, avoiding legendary the legend rule or something. No, like I get what you're talking about. Like if you're gonna want this effect, why not just play both? No, I get that. Yeah, that that's it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I I don't like Ratchet Bomb is not really a card. I think I, um, I don't think it's really a card in high or modern, and I don't. I believe it is in Pioneer Year the year, so I'm just I like mean, maybe like Etron Board. Yeah, yeah, I think Etron Board is yeah, just not terribly exciting to me, but sure. We we have it now. Um Call don't be mad, but that was the, the only art uh colorless cards. Colorless not lands I, I had. Uh yeah. I mean there so there's a new sword. I'll mention that real quick because people like when they print swords. Uh, oh, I meant I meant I meant to bring this one up. Okay, go for it. Yeah. So the sword of Forge and Frontier. It's three mana. It's our red green cycle of that sword. Um, so it has the sword text plus two plus two pro the colors it is. So red and green. Uh, whenever a quinter creature deals combat damage to a player, you exile top two cards of your library. You may play those cards this turn, and then you may play an additional land this turn. So it's explore and it's uh, what the fuck's that? Uh, Reckless. Line up the stage. Yeah. Or, or yeah, you, you, there's another card. Same effect. Yeah, it's like Reckless Impulse or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, the, here's the big thing, right? You may play those cards this turn, so it does not light up the stage. Right, yes. That is the big thing about this card. It does not light up because you don't get a whole turn cycle. Yeah. You can't just, like, tap out to do this and then be like, oh, yeah, I have next turn to, you know... Cast what I hit. <laughs> yeah. So that is big. I think it's okay. I, I know it's not the sword that people want. Like, we can't have more Sophies. Yeah. Like, people want more Sophies. You know what Sophie is, right? Yeah, Sword of Fire and Ice, yeah. Yeah. So to our fans, Sophie Sword of Fire and Ice. Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we can't we can't have more Sophies. Um, or, you know, uh, whatever the Black Green one is. Feast of Famine. Like, we just can't have more like absurdly busted cards or swords. So I think it's okay. I mean, the green white sword that was in MH2 is like taken off a lot. So who knows? Maybe this will find a home. I'm sure commander players will love it. It wouldn't surprise me there. Yeah. So it is like, so in the context of pioneer, which this is the only pioneer legal sword. Yep. If I'm not mistaken, it is. Yes. Like it, there's a lot of red removal that this gets around. Yeah, I mean, like, if... It, so if green-red ever, like, takes the fuck off, you know? Which, I mean, it has kind of thing. Like, you could just play this card, depending... Like, so, the card I talked about, there was that red goblin that, like, I said earlier that, you know, it takes an equipment. Right. People yeah. are talking about that hammer time could be a real thing now in Pioneer. Um, You know, because it has a lot of the pieces. I mean, we obviously don't have one of the big pieces which is uh stoneforge mystic but like yeah i mean if like hammer time does take off in pioneer then you have this sword 
which like blood tithe harvester is red uh yeah. all of red green if you play against green you have a sword that goes through green yes so like i mean yeah like it has text yeah Yeah, so, I don't think. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Like, I, I like. I don't think it's bad. They haven't really, in my opinion, and a lot of people disagree with me. But in my opinion, I don't think they printed a bad sword. Like, I know people talk about sinew and steel, uh, which is the black red one from MH one. Is that was where we got the blue white one too? Uh, I, I, I don't remember. It's. I mean, it hasn't seen any impact, so it's like. It's, no, but I mean, yeah. like, I think those two swords there. Are like I think the blue eye one proliferated. Um, I think those are fine, like for what the swords do. Yeah. Um, like obviously people just compare them to Sophie, and like I said earlier, it's impossible to compare anything to Sophie. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, like, true. yeah, sinew and steel was from uh, MH one. Yeah. Yeah. And I like I said, I don't think those are bad, but you know. Like, in comparison to when you're running against Sophie, it's like, well, obviously you suck. <laughs> Do you draw a card and deal damage? No? Then, all right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and so that was, that was it for artifacts? Uh, yes, that's it. Okay, I didn't know if we wouldn't talk about the staff. I don't think the staff was very... No, I, don't, I had to ask... So a big thing about the staff was I had to ask myself, is for life worth a card? <laughs> and when I said no, then... Which I'm a greedy fucking player. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if we're going on to lands, uh, uh I I will start with one thing. Okay. Um, so I just talked about the, the oil thing, right? And there is a card, there's a land, it's called the Monumental Facade. Um, I see it. So it enters battlefield with two oil counters on it. It says tap, make it colorless. It says remove an oil counter from, there's another tap, remove an oil counter from the Monumental, Monumental Facade. You put an oil counter on target artifact or creature you control. So okay. that is, I think, the only way that you can move oil counters around right now. What about the? Uh, I, I'm blanking on the name. The the scales card. Oh uh, well, yeah, but I'm talking about in the set. No, oh, oh sure, sure, sure. But I'm like, because yeah, because with all the proliferate shit too, you could be like, you know, with, with the silex if you play. Yeah, yeah, they do. You proliferate those. Yeah, I just didn't know if like that would also. Yeah, because scale. This are you talking about hardened scales? Yeah, the the scales like artifact. That I'm, I'm just blanking the name. Oh, the fucking the most expensive card in Pioneer. Oh, yeah, what the fuck? The most expensive one drop in Pioneer. The Ozolith. The Ozolith. Yeah, I think that will grab all counters and then move it to the Ozolith, then to something. As long as the Ozolith says uh, when counters go away instead of like plus one. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, we'll will take those. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's a lot of movement. I, I don't think that's good. And this is all just, We're yeah. just building the next Pioneer deck for everybody, okay? Just start writing this stuff down. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, so I have a land call. Uh, okay, well, hold on, because this is going to be a long talk. So I guess okay. I'll go first then, because I know you're going to. Okay, sure. You're going to have a lot of discussions. So my thing is uh, the Fast Lands, we're getting the rest of the cycle. That's going to be a big deal for blue white spirits, green white value, red green vehicles uh like the blue black combo decks right now the thoughts of oracle decks and obviously rakdos yeah very big deal that we're getting the rest of these so that's a very big thing not much else to say about them i mean obviously they're cool um 
So it's, it is cool to get the rest of them. We've been asking for fucking Blackleaf Cliffs forever. And I've told people we're not going to get it until we go back to Mirrodin. Where are we? Um, the other things, I do like the Sphere Lands. They're pretty cool. The, um, for, I mean, for like Popper or something. I don't know. They So they have pay one and tap, or pay two and tap it. Uh, draw a card while sacking it. Like, I think those are pretty unique. Um, and then the only other unique card I have is the Seed Core. It's just Reverse Pendlehaven if they have three poison counters on it. So yeah, so it's tap, make colors, tap, add one mana of any color, spend this only cast Phyrexian creature spells. And then Corrupted, if they have three or more poison counters, you can tap it, target one, one gets plus two, plus one, instead of uh, the Pendlehaven effect, which is plus one, plus two. Yeah, especially because the errata. So that I, it wouldn't surprise me if they trade Pendlehaven for this. But Pendlehaven was really good at saving your idiots, while this is not good at saving your idiot. Um, but, like, I mean, it, I don't know. Like, I definitely don't think the Pioneer Toxic deck wants it. I Like, maybe. I don't know. It, it's weird. Like, it, it kind of reads to me the Infect strategy over the Toxic strategy. Right, yeah. The, the, get does, pumping up your for your toxic creatures doesn't. Well, well yeah, like I toxic. said earlier, toxic doesn't want to go tall; it wants to go wide. Right. Yeah. While infects wants to go tall versus wide. So, like, yeah, it's, in, uh, in it, the modern infect, this seems like pretty good. Yeah, I mean, like, like we said earlier, that green guy, like, infect got some new toys. Yeah. There was one green card since you know we're on the last run of the thing. I'll mention it real quick. Uh, yeah. it's a uncommon, I think. It's green and X. Yeah, Tyvar stand. So green and X target creature you control gets plus X plus X and gains hexproof and indestructible in a turn. So the unique thing about that for infect for modern is like at worst it's literally proc my guy like mines of the vastwood. Right. Or you if you have extra mana it's pump my guy. Yeah. So. Like it like infect gets a lot of new toys. I don't know if infect's ever gonna get to the point that it used to be. Because it, it is competing in modern in the slot of Hammer. Because Hammer and it are, are like Brett said earlier, kind of the same deck. In the, you know, all in. Except Hammer just has a really good plan B. Right. Like, Hammer plays Cauldron complete. And they could be like, yeah. I gotta go get that. And, you know, put that into play. Like, it... Like, Hammer just has a, just a phenomenal... And it has multiple ways to do it. And then, like I said, having Saga, let alone, is just so good. Um, but yeah, finishing up before Brent starts his paragraph, uh, the Fastlands open up avenues to more decks to like that we didn't even talk about. Like maybe some other decks could exist. Like there's a deck that used to do well in Pioneer, but its mana was really bad. And I'm really hoping that this helps take it off, which is the Bullis Citadel deck. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah. But all right, Brent, the floor is yours. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll try to be quick because I think we kind of went over it last time, but I'm talking about the Michael Sith Gardens. Uh, the Which Spirit I will Land. say before you go on. Yep. Is, no, go ahead. It, when I first saw this card, Brent, I thought this card sucked. Until you explained it to me. Oh, sure. Yeah, I get that. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, it, it, the pre-order price implies it's it's not suck though. <laughs> I hate that. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if we're so going off of the, never mind. All right, continue. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. Let's not let's not do this. Okay. Uh, Microsoft Gardens. It's tap at a colorless mana. It's a it's a sphere. If case you in case that matters, I, we don't have a lot of like 
reasons for that mattering yet. I don't think, yeah, I don't think. I, think, so. I know. I just saw there's an artifact that goes and gets a sphere. So. Oh, okay, yeah. But like, so yeah, like, we don't it, have anything that's like fucking spheres are dope as shit or something. Yeah. Right. I'm sure yeah. that will be a big thing in the next set or something. Yeah. Uh, so, so the land has tap add a colorless one and tap to add one man of any color. Not really a big deal. Um, and X tap. Microsoft of the Guards becomes a copy of target non-token artifact you control with Man of Value X. Uh, so I mentioned this last week, uh, the, the specific lines to, to... It opens up more turn to amulet uh, uh, kills. Uh, so the I'll go over real quick. Uh, so you play Gardens into Amulet of Vigor on one. Turn two, you play a Bounce Land. And so let's play. Let's say we have the Gruel one. So you use red mana and uh, to copy it with this. So you have the second Amulet of Vigor and a green mana. You have to have uh, a Grazer because that's the only thing you cast at this point, which will give you. Uh, you have that green mana. You spend it. You replay the Gruel land. So you have four mana. And then you either have another Grazer or Azusa or Explore, which will give you enough mana for uh, Primeval Titan. And then with double Amulet of Vigor, you can just win the game just straight away. Just doing the, the regular uh, Boros Garrison Slayer Stronghold, Sun Home, uh, Deal 20 package. And, you know, the, the if you have a Summoner's Pact or whatever, you, that kind of replaces any of these cards. Just no different than any other Amulet Titan uh, kill lines. Um that's most. I mean, that's kind of the long and short of it. It just opens up a additional turn two lines, um, but there's just also plenty of times where um, you know. The, obviously, I'm talking about the ceiling here, so it's like I'm painting a very nice picture for this card. But there's there's other times where, uh, notably, if you have like two amulets, uh, and just knowing the math just helps. So you have two amulets. So this Microsoft cards is like the second amulet in in this scenario, or it doesn't matter. So you have two amulets and you have three additional mana remaining. If you cast Primeval Titan, you get you know you get two lands. If you get Simic Growth Chamber and Talaria West, that's six mana plus three more that you already had access to. Then that's nine mana, so you can T West and Summoner's Pack into a second Primeval Titan, so you can double haste them. Uh, so and then double haste them and give them both double strike. Uh, so it just kind of opens up uh, because there's plenty of times where you just have one amulet and you get attack and deal damage. You get you know utility lance or whatever or Talaria West package. But the second amulet uh, will it makes it so much easier to just get a second primeval titan. You know deal double damage. And it, 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 in the this case, you win the game with two attacking primeval titans versus. Um, if you didn't have it, you would just swing for eight and then just get other lands, like get Saga, get Bajuka Bog, get Cavernous Souls, just whatever you was relevant. Another Talari West, stuff like that. So double amulet makes winning a lot easier. So and that's that's kind of the big feature here is uh if you have amulet of vigor, you do have this. Uh, you do have um the second amulet, and then you just are threatening lethal basically every turn for the rest of the game. Um, and when it comes to people talking about this card, uh, like Punt and Wine, I think I said this last week, he said he this is going to be a four of an index um, on the Discord. People are saying it's like they'll try two of or whatever. 
Uh, I'm going full hog on this. Like, if Punt says four, and he's he kind of like talked about how he made the right calls and for other amulet uh, decks like Urza Saga, which you know, funny we were people were on the fence about that initially. Now it's just the busted. It's like the bust most busted card we could play. But he said this is gonna be a four of, so I, I'm gonna stick with him and I'll make and I'll find room or I'll make room or whatever. Uh, this card, I think it's the real deal. For Amulet uh, Titan. Um, I talked to Jacob, I briefly talked to him, like had a Discord message. I said, what do you think about this in Hammer Time? He said no. So, I don't know. I don't know what to see. Yeah. I mean, you could also, like, it in the theoretical uh, Hammer deck you were talking about, I mean, this is not a very good land, but, you, you know, kind of just doubling up on some of your your artifacts, they might be good. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it has a lot of avenues to it. Yeah. So that's it. That's it, Cole. That's all I. That's all I got. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I think that. I think yeah. Oh, uh, Terramorphic Expanse. That was a cool one. We get a second Evolving Wilds. Yeah, now you play we have it. Eight. That's not Pioneer Legal. You play eight of the motherfuckers. And Fable Passage. Basically, you play twelve. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we don't play we don't play any of those, so forget it. Nope. Okay. Yeah, but that's that's all I got for this set. Yeah, that, that's that's it. Okay. Cool. Well, Cole, let's let's go ahead and wrap it up. I think people are ready to stop listening to us, so uh I guess that will do it for us this week. Yeah, that that is the whole set of all will be one. That, that yes. at least cards that we think are really good. Yes. And I we looked and we were like, there's not a ledger shredder in here, is there? Which I think Which we are I known think, to miss, so Yes. Oh yeah. I don't think I think we covered everything though. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Alright, cool. Well we'll we'll end it there. Thanks everyone for listening. Alright. Later y'all. Take care. <laughs>